Oh, I got a live one here. Cooper just knocked down the Absolute Authority Volume 1 and ran like a like a dick. Oh, I don't like that. Hey. Wait, what? Um, uh, I should bring up the emails. That's a good point, you guys. Thanks. Oh, You're yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we have some. I, what's the, what's the counterpoint on that? Should we bring up the emails? Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who the emails are from, I suppose. <laughs> hey. Um. Look at this yeah. little son of a bitch. Ooh. 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 Who did that? Oh, I don't like that. The Cooper. Oh. Fucking cat. Uh. The cat knocked over his absolute authority. Huh. Now you're going to have to buy another copy. I'll order you one. An oh, dying fire. <laughs> no. JD ain't shit. JD. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm not. JD's already <laughs> adding it to the... To the yeah. <laughs> I already rung you up. Just give me your credit card. It's fine. <laughs> we all Ooh, know I wonder... that I... I would probably Could just get the absolute at that, or the the um, omnibus at that point. Um. All right. I got my emails up. Oh. Every, we got we people here. We got people commenting. Good morning, Max. Good morning, guys. Says Max. Hello, Max Millions. Uh, what's up to all our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're watching the Spoiler Alert Gutter Talk podcast on the Cult Pop Network. Live streaming every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Or maybe 10.38 a.m. on Sundays. Who's to say, really? What is time? You don't know. All of us. Uh, I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week is this Pioneegro. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble of Black Tribble's fame. I, I, still, I felt weird saying that out loud. Uh, also with me this week is it, Brian. Hey, I'm here. I'm here as well. And uh, I read his shirt, and I that occurred to me too. And I was like, that would make me uncomfortable to say. I read it in my head. Yeah, yeah. But that's a whole different. Uh, anyway, and also there's another guy. <laughs> and the cracker with us this week. <laughs> <laughs> the little Trisket down on the corner. <laughs> my name is Noel. Um, I, uh, yeah, I read it in my head and I go. That was that was oh, that's it. And then I you go went, away. He went on on a high note. All right. Wait, can we? Can we? My absolute addition is now destroyed. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. You know what you should do? Kill him. Get another. Get another oh. cat's urine and spray your absolutes with another cat's urine, and that'll keep him away from it. That's a good idea. All right. So uh, Robert Monroe says, "Good morning, fellas." And it's Vordex on Twitch. We have a, a Twitch. Person. We're, hey. we're brand new on Twitch and someone's joining us. Thank you so much. And it's I don't know anything about Twitch, but we're on it, so that's great. So we have some cool respondents uh, before we get to the books, and I'm going to read it. Uh, this email is called Cool Respondents. <laughs> uh, this is from Justin Olson. Hey guys, long time listener. Last time I wrote in was during the douche and bug regime. Been enjoying the new format of the show. I've been stewing on a few questions I'd love to hear your thoughts on. Firstly, is there a comic book character that you love and find yourself drawn to each time there's a new reboot, new storyline, or new creative team, but yet you still feel like no one has yet produced a definitive or seminal run for that character? Sometimes I find certain characters are simply iconic in their design or look, but still haven't produced a storyline or run that I can say is a must-read. 
Minor example, I find myself trying every new iteration of Deathstroke, but have never been satisfied with any run I've ever read of that character. Some are okay to me, and some only capture small aspects of the character I enjoy, but never the total package. Are there any characters you just keep hoping will set that bar for you, but have yet to? So let's stop right there. There's, there's, there's another question, but I figure we'll do this first. Um, the very first one that comes to mind is a current favorite and has been a favorite of mine for six, seven years, ever since his inception, Miles Morales. Okay. But I don't think that there is a Miles Morales story that, you can, that I can just grab off the shelf and hand to somebody and be like, this is the Miles Morales, other than say like the the run the original run by Brian Michael Bendis but even within the confines of Bendis's run there's no like six issue story arc where you go boom ben, this is miles you know what i mean okay um all right there's a i, I you know what I, if i would have guessed i it would have been something else for you because we've talked about this a couple times before where there's a character that we love but every time we tried their book it just, it's like, I guess it's okay. Like, it's like you, you want the character to have a book that, that has legs, so every time they relaunch it, you're just like, yes. But recently... If it's Captain it, it's, Marvel, I have one. Yeah, recently it's been really great. Oh, you're talking about the life, the life of, I right? Like lo- life of Captain Marvel is the one, finally, the one that I can grab. It's mm. a nice four-issue miniseries. I put it in the hands of somebody, and I go, this is my favorite Captain Marvel story so far. Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, mine, I don't know if it... Uh, I hope I'm not, you know, stealing Brian's thunder. But I don't mine, think you will. Mine would be the Legion of Superheroes. Um, uh, intriguing. Really? Because you gave me one, Len. He didn't I like did. it. Yeah, but it wasn't the reboot. <laughs> it wasn't the reboot. They've since been rebooted like nine thousand times. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Is there a, a there's a couple of? Well, I guess the one I gave you, which was the Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Seed. No, what was it called? No, the Great Dark, dark Side. The Great, great Darkness. Da- the Great Dark. The Great Darkness Saga. The Great yeah. Darkness yeah. Saga. Yeah. Um, is probably to <laughs> me the most definitive Legion <laughs> story um, for me. Uh, even though I I have loved some other runs, and I did love like when they did the Five Years Later run. Uh, <laughs> it back in wow, it's amazing at how old that already is. Um, but editorial got all messed up with that and it, it never fulfilled its full promise. Um, and then subsequent runs have not been successful and I've always keep waiting for one to stick. I thought when they did Supergirl on the Legion of Superheroes, I said, this sounds like it's going to be pretty good, but I was waiting for it to gather up a little steam, see if it would stick. And sure enough, it didn't. Um, that three boot one was around for a long time, though. The, that introduced like Gates, and uh, you know they all had kind of the similarly inspired stripe uniform. But wasn't that that was off of the? I guess that did last a little bit, um, and, that, and that so yeah. But even that, think of how long ago that was. That was a, that was that, a long time ago. That was a long time ago because yeah, that yeah. was coming <laughs> off of five years later. That was pre zero hour. Right, it, it, it's, right. it's a zero hour. So, I mean, come on. We're talking about almost, if not 20 years ago. Yeah. So, I've been waiting. Um, and the Brian Michael Bendis run right now shows some promise. Mm. I'm still looking for a little bit of more action in it. But that's the one that disappoints me. A close second would be the Justice Society of America. Mm. Yeah, the, the Bendis one has been six issues of groundwork for the most part. Right. Which... Right. Yeah. 
Which it's I'm, interesting. I'm really enjoying, yeah. but you're right. It hasn't been a very like slam bam crackerjack kind of book yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm hoping it gets there because it's really entertaining. Uh, I, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Brandon had asked for the, the Twitch uh, link, the link, and I, okay. I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I will continue the email, though. Wait, I don't, get to, say mine. I don't get to say mine. JD does not know how Twitch works. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wait, second question. JD, can I? I have an answer for the first question. If, if. Oh, yeah, they haven't answered. Those there was such a long pause that I assumed you were done. Oh, no. <laughs> he wasn't, have, listen, have, I wasn't like, listening to your shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, the, no, uh, Len, the reason I thought that you would not get mine is I think it will surprise all of you. And it may be only post-New 52, but uh, Barry Allen. Like, mm. he came back, surprising. and I was like, fine. No, surprise you that that's my answer. No, I know. It's not, it's not surprising. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. You guys talk um, about how you always want to like Barry mm. Allen, so that makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, the now there are stories like there's that Brave and the Bold team up that Mark Wade wrote with him and Hal Jordan. That's phenomenal story. Yeah. And there's like an Elseworlds that I can think of. Um, a lot of Silver Age stuff is just cool because of like its Silver Agey style. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to like go and reread them. So post New Fifty Two, or really post post-return, but it, there was so little of it before the New 52. There hasn't, like, I want there to be a really great Barry Allen story, The Flash, doing his thing. Um, even if it wasn't as The Flash, I could get into that. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just something. Uh, but, not yet, so far. Uh, I'll, I'll be real quick. I, I, I want to read... Uh, no, I, I want to fall in love with a, with a, a Silver Surfer story. Hmm. Um, I love the character. I, I like his whole origin, but other than a handful of like one-off minis, I've never like fallen for a whole run or a whole like hmm. seminal story. He hasn't had a lot of whole runs. Well, you did like yeah. what... yeah, that cartoon is cool. Have you seen that? No. Hmm. Oh yeah. I... Yeah, those are these are these are like minis. So like a uh, Silver Surfer Black Parable, three to f- yeah. uh, Requiem, four to five or six issues. Yeah, but as for like, oh, you need to read blah blahs like Dan Slott's Silver Surfer, right. which is right. like thirty five issues. I like nothing over. Same with the Inhumans, actually. Just like maybe an, uh, a mini here and there, but I've never really like been attached mm. to any of them. Mm. I feel you. Yeah, that's a good one. The Silver Surfer. It's it's um, amazing. For a long time, Silver Surfer was like, uh, I mean, this is a long time ago. I'm old. Uh, Silver Surfer was <laughs> like uh, Stan Lee used to keep like Silver Surfer in his back pocket. Like he didn't want oh, yeah. anybody to really <clears throat> yeah. write him except him. You know. Oh, and, and for the record, I do have that Dan Slot run. I just haven't cracked it open yet. Maybe it'll be the one, but I don't know. I'm kind of dragging. Is that Mike Allred? Mike Allred yeah. did the art on that one. Ooh, I read the beginning of that and I loved it. Um, Mike Allred's really good for Silver Surfer too. So, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. His second question is a more comic shop oriented musing. I've read a lot of comics in my time, both digital and physical. And like Len, I've evolved into a purely trades guy and will frequent my shop weekly to get trades. I have been coming to my local shop for years, and they know me to the point 
If I didn't request a trade, they sometimes anticipate what I want. Uh, yet on weeks where I simply decide to purchase something to fill a gap in the collection that I'd read but never bought, I get what feels like the third degree. There's the assumption I've never read Saga, or Black Hammer, or Watchmen, or whatever, to which I have to justify my purchase by explaining either I have read and just never bought for myself, or I somehow lost a trade due to loaning it and need to replenish it. It happens every time I buy a trade that isn't new, and it makes me want to avoid that by going to Amazon to get those. But I prefer to support my shop as I do. I just hate having to explain myself every time. Maybe I'm just being antisocial, but I've avoided purchasing certain trades because I did not want to engage in this inevitable discourse. Thanks all and keep up the good work. So, um, I wonder, I, I wonder what the third degree is. So, like, if someone brings up Saga to me, um, the extent of my uh, commentary will be like, ooh, good for you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're starting Saga. This is a great series. I'll, like, I, I share my appreciation for the thing they're buying. Um, so I, I wonder, like, do they, do they, what's the third degree mean? You know what I mean? I think they're picking up, like, volume three of Saga. That was my read on it. And the guys are like, why are you buying this? Like, this doesn't, like, he's getting one to fill a hole. I don't know. Or, uh, or so, like, there's, the, you guys, we've all been in shops before where it's just like, oh, I want to read this thing that's really popular. And you might get kind of a, oh, you're, you haven't read that yet? Okay. Or yeah. like, oh, you, you're mm. you're on that. I mean, I, everyone seems to like I it. I never do that to anybody. I didn't like, say you do it. I do, I do it. that to you guys. <laughs> I do that to you guys. Like Noel, like, oh, I want to read this. And I'm like, oh, you haven't read that yet. You haven't read Watchmen. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh no, it's um, no. But I, I would never do that to a new customer. But my, that's, my thing is always like, oh, good. That's not the third degree. That's that's like surprise and earnest, like excitement. Yeah. <laughs> but if some, if you like, there are some shops where you're just like, oh yeah, I, I hear this saga thing is really good. Like. Oh yeah, no, they it, like sixty issues and it's it's great. I mean, if you haven't read it yet, okay, uh, yeah, it's over there. Like you just get kind of a you uh, a proto too cool kind of response mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this uh, this uh, writer didn't sound like he was a new customer. He said he it was at yeah. his local comic book shop that he sometimes feels like he gets that that third degree. I think if you you know just to speak specifically to. Uh, their issue that if you pay attention to who it is you may find that it is more often than not the same person at the mm. shop who's kind of mm. like giving you that type of vibe and maybe you just like want to you know like mm. change up your 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 uh, hours of visiting the store a little bit to if you don't want to if you wanted to maybe try to avoid that person but nine times out of ten when people are doing that is that they are un you know Uninadvertently and un—I um, don't think even unknowingly—triggering their jerk gene by saying something like that to you. They don't mean to be a jerk. They probably mm. feel like this the way of beginning up some <clears throat> some type of conversation. And even if there is a little jerkiness in their conversation, remember it's a jerk that is always is also reading comic books with you. So if you are skilled in the in uh, the English language and the the art of conversation, you can turn that jerky comment into a meaningful, fun, and insightful 
little bit of back and forth before you leave with your new purchase. Don't be afraid of your local comics. Yeah. Well, I also wonder if, I mean, maybe he just wants to pick it up and get out and not have a conversation. You know, sometimes, you know, I go, like, there's a thing where if I'm getting a haircut uh, or if I'm getting in an Uber or something, which is rare, uh, I don't want a conversation. Like, I just want to sit there and be silent for Mm -hmm. a minute, you know? I don't know. I, like it doesn't sound exactly like that for him because it's it's specifically triggered when it's something that he should have already read or should be reading. But um, but like two things. One, it might be if if it's your regular and you're there often, this person might think that they're joking around with you and you're just not mm, receiving right. it very well. So yeah. oh, take that into account also. And we as collectors and readers and nerdy things. Sometimes we have a tendency to one-up each other, but in a fun way. It's just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I've always wanted to read this. I read that. I read all of it. And <laughs> what else do you got? Like, you just, you, you, you get really excited about it and you push on each other, yeah. but not, not in a malicious way. So mm-hmm. it could be a mix of those two. If he feels like, or he or she, I don't, did they say what the retailer was? If they feel um, comfortable with you. That might be why they're just poking at you or prodding at you. If right. it makes you uncomfortable, you should yeah. say so. Or yeah, give you it can back. bring it up. Yeah. You can say like, "Hey, man!" Like in a gentle way, like, "Oh, hey, man! You keep bringing this stuff up. Like, I've read it all. You know, like yeah. in in like a fun way." Which also bear in mind, he might interpret as being a jerk. So, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Well, if that's, there's a misunderstanding. That's my, my next thought is like, he's in a sticky wicket here because. Right. I love that phrase. Um, if he says something, then he's the jerk. Like I'm trying to figure out a nice way to say something to that person without you, mm. without that person thinking you're a jerk, you know, and just being I, like, yeah, "Oh yeah. no, yeah, I've, I think I've, I know. I've read these." Like, "Oh yeah, I've been a fan from way back." I think I know. Yeah, what do you got? So, yeah. uh, we'll play act. Uh, who wants to be the retailer? That's a jerk. <laughs> how about the retailer? I'll be. Oh, oh yeah, there, there. You were hey, just saying how much of a jerk. Yeah, you are JD, JD's the JD's the jerky retailer in this instance, and I'll I'll show you how to okay. to do it. All right, so hey, I was I was thinking of reading this this saga book. Everyone talks about it. Is it good? You're a fucking idiot. Get out of my store. <laughs> Your face is a fucking idiot. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> That's it. Just your yeah, face. Your I'm face. Yeah. yeah. Your face. Mm. Fill in blank. Yeah. People don't know how to respond, and it'll just be like okay. Your face. The yeah. more non sequitur it is, yeah. The the more non sequitur it is, like they'll say, "Hey, here's a coffee." Your face is a coffee. They don't know what you to do read, even more. You haven't read yeah. volume three of Saga yet. Your mom's volume Your three. Faces. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And you still it. haven't read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's your own mother, and you still haven't read it. You're a terrible son. <laughs> I'm an absentee child. <laughs> Thank you so much, Justin Olson. I'm sorry that we were little to no help in this particular situation. <laughs> but uh, email us again and let us know how it goes. Um, if uh, anything makes see. you uncomfortable, take yourself outside of the situation. Period. Uh, we have another uh, correspondence. This is, uh, this is called Just a Thank You Note. Hmm. Uh, hi, leaders of the Geek Nation. Whoa. Wow. I don't know if you guys knew this. We're the leaders of the Geek Nation. I didn't. Like a uh, long-time listener from France. Ooh. Throughout the different evolutions of the show over the years, after listening to the last shows, I just wanted to send you a quick thank you note to tell you guys bravo. 
I'm really enjoying the latest phase of the show. The reviews are great, and I especially appreciate the gutter talk discussions around representation and the hashtag Comicsgate issues. Keep up the great content. Live long and prosper. Kristen Ung at geekomag.com. G-E-E-K-L-E-M-A-G.com. Go check out uh, his website. Great. That Thank wasn't him. He didn't tell me to tell you to check out his website. I just figured he included it, so maybe go check it out. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's really, well, really cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. These yeah, are conversations. That was really cool. These are conversations that we like to have. So. Yeah, Thank and and for, to be honest with you, after we got done that particular one, when we got off, I was like, and a number of us were like, "Ooh, did we really nail that? <laughs> did we really no. nail that uh, one?" And and we didn't think we did, especially on the the sexism aspects of Kyle McScape. Um, so. I, for one, appreciate that you got something out of it. Maybe another time we'll try to do a better job. Even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to this week's books. Books! Comic books! Comic books! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Books. Beautiful stinger, Len. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I like that you started with the word books. That was books! unexpected. Yeah. yeah. Comic books! <laughs> Uh, we're going to start with Thor number six by Donny Cates and art by Nick Klein, The Death of King Thor. The Black Winter has the power to reveal the means of any purpose, person's demise. And if the vision is true, Asgard is going to need a new Odin son to take the throne. <laughs> but Thor is no mere herald or king, and even the death of all existence should fear his coming wrath. How this many book other... is so goddamn good. What, Brian? How many other Odin sons are there? Yeah, <laughs> Balder, I guess, right? Yeah, Balder. Oh, Loki was adopted. Lo- that's yeah. true. That's true. Okay. Yeah, you're okay. gonna you have to call the other Odin siblings in. Yes. <laughs> um, this is just fantastic. Uh, last night, before going to bed, I caught up on issues three, four, and oh no, four, five, and six. And every issue is better than the previous issue. I'm really enjoying this run by Donny Cates. He's doing some interesting, fun stuff and some fun reveals that I thought were really cool. What are you guys thinking of it, Len? Uh, I thought that Thor number six was a first of all a beautiful book. Mm. This is a gorgeous, gorgeous piece of comic book uh, artwork in here, man, by uh, Nick Klein. I believe is, uh, is the artist of, of the of the book. Just from the opening page, first of all, like so many comics right now they almost all lead into like a big double page spread and i think it's trying to give like a a very cinem- uh, cinematic uh view to mm. the 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 story reading and this one nailed it i mean it mm. opens with this beautiful image of the silver surfer black now um and as you read it he has a conversation with thor that you can you can feel like if it, you were reading it in the comics, it would uh, it's just ends on like this intense close up of Thor where you could you could see him just all battle weary and and you know drunk as he says with 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 ale coming out of his mouth and then boom right to the credits the mm. credits are right there like, I could literally see it in the movie. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then cut to the next scene. It was just a fantastic scene of Galactus mm. as you have never seen him before. I thought this book was, without even 
knowing much about what happened before and I know a little bit because I wasn't following every issue but without knowing much I was able to pick up on what was going on I thought it was the artwork was was fantastic the storytelling was was beautiful it matched it matched the uh, intensity of the artwork um, it was just great this made me this was a Thor to uh, to champion, I I loved it. Hmm. Brian, me, uh, yeah, I felt I felt the same. I've really so I did the same as you, JD. I had I think the last one we reviewed was issue three. So last mm-hmm. night I read four, five, and six uh, to catch up, and it was great. This individual issue was great. The art is amazing. Just noticing these cool hanging balls in Thor's mm-hmm. room there that lights it up. That's cool. Uh, I totally agree with Len about that that opening, and it was it's this giant story, you know, with um, Thor being like uh, he's just he's larger than life, going up against these even larger things in this story, and it's great. Um, I oh this scene where uh, with what happens to Galactus? Uh, yeah, how hard do we want to spoil this? Well, my light was in the way, so. <laughs> um, uh, my one, my one issue, and it, it's hardly—it's not even with the main story. It's that they do at the end. It's like now you will see your true end, Thor. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not as true. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's oh, not, st- that's not going to happen. Stop being, <laughs> stop being a, a jaded comic book reader for one second and just think about it like, ooh. Well, but here's the thing. I love this issue still. <laughs> so I, I, meant, I meant I laugh like, at these things. I but, meant more like uh, we know that the publishing oh, cycle right, will right, not allow right, for. Right, right. A, I mean, I mean more like. Right. <gasps> what's gonna happen? Yeah, like how's he gonna get out of this one? Yeah, because yeah. he'll get out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. So to talk about the you know the thing that happens to the Galactus, apparently that was spoiled. It's all over Twitter. It's a big deal. And then Noel comes in because I hadn't read the issue yet. And he's like, did, did you see? Did you see? And I said, uh, yeah, I mean, I know the, the big thing that happens. And he goes, no, you don't. Everyone thinks that the, the big deal of this book is the thing that they spoiled. That's not the big thing. Uh, and then I got to the end of the issue and I saw the big thing and I was like, oh, that's that's neat. And it's the, the splash page at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was cool, too. Yeah. 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 So um, the, uh, to, to uh, Len's point, the... Um, the thing that they're doing now with some books, like the uh, the the title sequence, you know, like the fade to bl- the the cut to black title sequence. Here's the credits after like a nice cold open. Kate's does that for his like like some like a bunch of issues that are like important. He will do that where he'll just like cut to black and, and like a, a title sequence. He did that with Guardians a couple times and then with Absolute Carnage a couple times, and it's really effective. Like it it cuts mm-hmm. a scene really really well. Like being able to use the format, like taking something that's filmic and it's not necessarily a one for one, but it really, really helps with like breaking a scene or putting a giant exclamation point or period on it and then transitioning, which is really fun. But what I like the most about this and this run so far is that it feels so incredibly comic booky in like the best possible way. Like he, the writer and the artists have this confidence to just call their shot for two, three years from now, or a giant run. Like, the end of this issue is, like, 
the the breadcrumb for a story that they're probably going to build over the next like four or five years, and we don't really mm-hmm. get to see that shit anymore. Like, right. it's a it's a work for hire industry. So yeah. the fact that a writer is so confident enough to just be like, "You think this is cool? Wait till you <laughs> see what I'm building up for the next five ass years, and we're going to destroy Thor." Like, I just think it's so incredible, and so, and a bunch of the stuff that was in that you know splash page teaser at the end. That's that's like not Thor related shit, but it is some Thor related shit, and it's just I can't believe people haven't thought of that before because it seems mm-hmm. so on the nose and stupid, but kind of great. I just I loved it. I loved every every line of it. Randy says, "Can Donny Cates ever not put Thanos in something? This wrapped up great, and then dot dot dot. What's wrong with Thanos? So we're spoiling well, it. Overuse, overuse. Oh shit! Sorry. Oh. I mean, well, it was in yeah. But to be honest... Well, that, he's in it. That's all that has been said. He's there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And to yeah. be honest, that read to me, without knowing that, most of Danny Kate's you know, writing history or anything like that, that read to me more of like, because of what is also represented in that splash, more of a overall editorial thing mm-hmm. as opposed to necessarily what he plans to do for Thor. So, so I didn't so much mind that. But to Noel's point of having a writer now have the confidence to like just slowly tear apart and rebuild a character or um, uh, uh, rebuild their character or to uh, 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 I just lost my thing just a lot because a, a note just popped up. <laughs> Somebody whispering in my ear. Uh, <laughs> just keep uh, going. Popped up a note, and I'm trying to keep it going, and I'm also trying to like uh, like adjust. It's it's crazy what happens. All these gremlins that are that are in my life. Right now. Um, but when, but when a I've been called worse, the, <laughs> the confidence <laughs> to do that, knowing that they're going to have the time. To, to play around with the character, that's how you build definitive runs of a character. Mm. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That yeah. is what has been missing. You, you, get, you put a writer or a, a creative team in place, and then you let them cook, and you let, you let them simmer. And, you know, if maybe if it's going to skew, if you're a good editor, you try and, like, tweak it a little bit. But you, you give them the time to, to work things out. And that's how you have books of Thor that people love. People love Jason Aaron's run of Thor. People are loving Donnie Case's run of Thor. And you can go to, the, mm-hmm. to those shelves and pick them up. And I think Thor is a character that lends himself to that as well. So, um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, the, like, some of the, the background of it, too, is like, this is going to come to fruition because... Uh, Donny Cates answered a bunch of questions on Twitter. His exclusive with Marvel is until like 2023, and that's even that's if he doesn't re-sign up. And he's going to be on Thor for the majority of it of that of those like three years. So this is really exciting stuff. All I can think of is, thank God, Cy Sparrier didn't do something like this on Hellblazer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, something we haven't seen from Thor in a while. Like it's it's there in his history is the like sci-fi fantasy uh-huh. aspect you know like having the asgardians be be in a sci-fi world and also still fantasy it feels like for a while it's just been the norse mythology stuff um and going harder into fantasy um 
even even to the point that his hammer now is back to uh, metal with a leather wrap rather than the the uh, tree sigil. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like that. I like that aspect of Thor. The like those guys as part of science fiction too. That yeah, cool cos- cosmic entities. They're essentially aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, much more of Donny Cates' Thor run. I think this is a bucket of fun. And uh, uh, this is, you know, I never cared about Thor one iota until Jason Aaron's run. Mm. And I may actually be enjoying this even slightly more. Mm. Uh, Next up, Wonder Woman Dead Earth number three by Daniel Warren Johnson. As the biggest and deadliest Hadra converge on the final fortress of humankind, Wonder Woman prepares to make the ultimate sacrifice to save humanity from the fury of Themyscira. Don't miss the conclusion to this critically acclaimed DC Black Label series. We didn't miss it. We read it. And we're going to talk to you about it now. This is great. Um, I, I, you know, every single issue of this series, I think, got better and better and more metal as hell. And uh, I've been telling everyone to read it. And I'm not sure I think it wrapped up in a way that was wholly satisfying. I, I think it was still pretty great, but um, it just didn't have the oomph of the first three issues for me. Hmm. But um, it's still, a, like, all told, all four issues is going to be an amazing uh, collection to put into someone's hand. Yeah, what did you guys think? No. This was a... Um, this wasn't a... Like, there's a, there's a battle and there's action, but that wasn't the climax of this story. This The story's climax was actually... Um, a little bit more of an emotional redemption. So we found out exactly what, um, exactly what she did, uh, Wonder Woman did, to her part in all this. But then also yeah. how Batman, <laughs> the Batman of it all, um, <laughs> hundreds of hundreds of years in the past when he froze her, um, built in the means of her redemption. So this was, like, the climax itself was the choice that that girl made, not necessarily the power mm. to defeat, mm. right? Yeah. And that's the, the that's the part I liked the most about this issue. Uh, after, like, the, the coda of it all with um, Diana having to explain what she's going to do with her rediscovered power and not having a very good answer, which I thought was really, really human. You know, like, I can't promise that I mm. won't fuck up again. Like, mm. to me, that was the whole kind of bit of it that was really um, impactful and I really liked a lot. Ryan? Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it, too. I, um, Len, I know you haven't read it. I, do you want to, I'm just, uh, like, how much, how much do we want to say about things that occur? Go ahead, here? go ahead, it's fine. Okay, okay, um... Uh, I really enjoyed it. I loved the art, and this isn't even the kind of art that I would... I find myself being more drawn to it uh, as time goes by. I don't think I've wanted to get a trade of something in this way for a long time. Like, I want Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock was a cool superhero story, but this was just like... This this story is great. It's a a fun, alternate thing, and it's just so well. I really did like the ending. Um, I, I liked also... I I saw a commonality when Batman he goes after he's done that with Wonder Woman he goes up to the ruined mansion and he has a drink and he's got purple gloves on too like it's yeah. like it's Detective Comics twenty seven and I I read it as he's sitting in the chair 
where the bat flew into the window and you know that yeah. was where he decided to become batman i thought that was awesome oh um, i didn't even catch that nice yeah. yeah i thought that was cool uh the art is so dynamic and expressive and it puts you in this world so much i love how the trinity is represented too both in her costume and the like the superman robot i read three and four both last night the moment that i was really thinking of len was that emotional moment at the end where she gets her bracers back and they don't always do this but sometimes they say her bracers are like holding her back so that she can control her power so at the end you know she uh gets one bracer back and the the girl asks her like well does it work with only one and she says no you know and it's kind of like i'll still have to keep going but this is a symbol and it was such a poignant moment mm-hmm. um that i loved it yeah oh, oh yeah yes taking the skull and spine of kal-el in order to create <laughs> a um what's it a mace like a yeah, mason uh, chain? morning star i don't know what i don't know what those are called. called yeah it's either, the thing on our whip either way I, th- <laughs> I thought about it for a second i was just like okay so it's her it's the magic lasso that's like we uh, wheeled into the spine and the skull of, yeah. of a Kryptonian. So yeah. it's it's probably like a steel cinder block. Or, like, mm. it's <laughs> it has to be incredibly strong. Yeah. Um, yeah she... And what crazy gonzo action, right? Like, it's just, there's so much. And those, those lines, when things are moving really fast and hard, you know how he kind of blurs his lines? You, need to, read, yeah. you need to read Murder Falcon. I'd have not it's heard great. of it. And it's emotional. Yeah. So it's, basically, Murder Faction is another. It's a creator-owned project from Daniel Warren Johnson, which is where I first, I think, uh, glommed onto his talent. So uh, basically, there is a um, a character who is a heavy metal um, a guitarist, um, and his band had broken up years ago, and he had, there has been tragedy in his life, and so he finds that um, there is an uh, other dimensional falcon character with a huge red bandana and a giant bionic arm and through the power of heavy metal they fight other interdimensional hell demons yeah uh, and then there's also an emotional um sort of bookend to yeah it. so his playing fuels the big crazy battles yeah and and every every musician has an avatar you know like a uh. yeah like that the they drum, create by the, their music. Well, no, that that are powered. Yeah. So like these 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 monsters existed already. They just were on a different plane, and then through the vibrational frequencies or gotcha. you're playing, hmm. are like fueled the power on. It's just ridiculous. That sounds awesome. It's called a flail, says Dominic. Fantastic. Thank you. Hey Dom. Um, I think I I, I want to say that uh, he got the idea from Scott Pilgrim versus the World when the huh. two DJs. Um, are playing, oh, yeah, and then yeah. Scott Pilgrim and his band, and then the two giant um, sort of digital monsters come up and fight each other. Hmm. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I like that. Oh. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Christopher a... Goodnight says, also read Extremity. I have it over there. I don't know Extremity. I just same same it kind of deal. So there's a, there's it reminds a... me, this is just an, an interesting choice. You can't see here, but he puts the letter D and then it is like falling down. There's so many just like interesting artistic abstractions. I thought that that, that was. Are a, here. I almost feel like that was a music cue. What is the what is the the D note? Is it a, is it a descending note like the? Doo. Ah. 
I don't know. And what the rest of it is. If it's something, I don't know. That's what it is. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's this, you know, talking about the speed lines that Brian was mm. just discussing. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a pull towards that in modern storytelling. Um, mm. I'm going to show you a close-up here of the skull. And it's basically a technique of mm. not giving the object an outline, but the outline is created from speed lines mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. really give it motion. And I am a sucker for this. Yeah. I first started seeing it in James Heron's work. Um, who uh, they're they're sort of of the same, I think, school. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson and Dave Heron, or I'm sorry, James Heron, uh, and they're both excellent, excellent mm. artists. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that this is finally done. I hope it's going to be in a collection soon. Uh, I'm sad that it's over, but I'm glad that there will be a collection uh, mm. that I can put on my shelf and look at all the time. I can't wait for it. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, Len. Did you say anything? Did you read it? No, I haven't read it. Um, okay, okay. I'm, well, I didn't read. The, the most recent issue. I read the first two and then I said, I, I want I'm to losing collect internet. this so I gotcha. have kind of like stayed away. Hmm. Alright. Empire X-Men number four by John Hickman and Jorge Molina. Aliens, plant men, mutants, zombies, old women, demons, <laughs> explosions. Three issues have, have more than you ever dreamed to ask for. And then some. That is a really good description from Diamond Comics. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Noel, you've been all over this book. How did you feel about it? Uh, has everyone everyone's read all of them, or just the fourth one? I assume well, on the other hand, this issue is he frozen? Uh, <laughs> My internet keeps going oh, out, guys. Is he coming back? Brian, what did you all think? All right, uh, I liked it as well. Um, I thought it. <laughs> no. I, I also liked it, and. Um, I thought <laughs> I thought the way that it wrapped up. Oh no! I barely got into it. Please, I see the floor. <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh, he can't hear us. Oh no, you can't oh, hear us. Wait, now I can. Now okay. I can. All right, you go. No, what you think I'll of the book? I'll go after you. All oh, right, here we are. I think oh, he's just sitting like God. that. <laughs> oh wow! I seriously thought he was joking. I seriously thought he was joking. <laughs> No, no, this is this is the goddamn universe that's that's messing with the internet when I when you guys finally read the fucking book that I've been asking you to read for the past like two months. <laughs> Brandon says, Oh good point, Noel. Eat it, Brandon. <laughs> go away. <laughs> Don't go away, Brandon. Take a pause. Uh, anyway. No, what book. did you think? It was great. Did everyone read it? I didn't hear the answer yes. to the question. Did, yes. Did, we didn't hear I, you ask it. Did anyone like not read the whole thing? Like, like the whole book? I read the whole book. No, I mean like issue one, two, four. <laughs> I read Cause, it all. Cause, I, I I forgot to read this one. <laughs> but I will say that one, two, and three were awesome. Each each issue had a segment or a bit of dialogue that I went, that's great. Um and I was surprised to see that each issue is by a different team entirely, except for the last issue, which is a return to I think Hickman. It, um, yeah, it's it's the whole it's the entire X team. It's the entire X room. They all yeah. jammed on this book together, and Hickman did the first and last issue. The entire we have I've explicitly not talked about this book because there are so many damn surprises, and it's amazing the fact that mm. it starts with the Scarlet Witch trying to resurrect the entirety of Genosha. And how terrible that goes. 
But then in this issue, which you haven't read, it completely double backs and gives you what immediately transpired after her resurrecting them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then fills into what's happening on the island now. So that was like 29 yeah, days ago. Yeah, Sh- Doctor Strange trying to help her out, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, but which, which uh, cool I got that setup. far. Yeah. Um, that was a cool setup for like how it's all going to wrap up. It's like this book was never about. Yeah. It was about the fun journey. So who cares what the solution to yeah. all of this is? But then, you know? but then it takes a break midway for about five pages. To focus on a conversation between a resurrected mutant and a zombie mutant and the existential problem that they're in right now. And it literally took its time. Yeah, the cool thing about that is that the zombie mutant and the resurrected mutant are the same mutant, which I thought was awesome. Uh, Basically, you've got this zombie who, this this poor mutant who was killed during the. Genosian genocide, mm-hmm. and because the way things are with the X Men right now, they can they're resurrecting everybody. You had the same soul, or I'm not even sure how it how it pans out, but um, I thought it was really cool. That whole exchange was probably the best part of the book. Yeah, yeah like that. Cool. But the, that's the that's why this series is so. Aw- this is the best. I'm sorry. This is my favorite X book. I didn't realize, Brandon says, I love that they brought back the worst X-Man. I didn't realize that this is the same character as that miniseries, The Worst X-Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I only know that because I read it someplace else on the internet when they had mentioned wow. that they brought him back. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, the, okay, so for anybody who hasn't read The Worst X-Man, the beginning of the story is basically this kid discovers that he's a mutant his parents take him to the xavier institute to get checked out and professor xavier says uh yep you're a mutant and he goes oh that's awesome what's my power and he's like you can explode and he's like oh my god that's amazing i can just keep exploding over and over again and they're like nah dog you explode once and you're dead uh that your power if you ever use it will murder you um and he's like oh man this sucks oh god damn it what a what a terrible but you know what you know what, on the bright side, you know, I still have my family. My family's here. My family loves me. I, I, it's going to be fine. I just, you know, I won't ever use my mutant ability. And then I believe his family gets stepped on by a sentinel immediately after that. Uh, so so then he has to get uh, brought in uh, to the Xavier Institute. So um, it's a very surprising and fun little mini series. As was this. Yeah. This was sure. literally the this was my favorite X book in the last month and a half. It's been it's hilarious. It's so well done. I I am shocked that it's five different writers over the course of four issues because it is consistent and wonderful. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. This is uh this reminded me of I know that I know that you um Somebody, I think Brian liked it, but JD, you didn't. When Hickman was doing his new, the New Mutants, and it was, mm-hmm. it was a comedic book. It wasn't billed as such, and yeah. it was yeah, surprising yeah. that it was, but it was super jokey, and that's yeah. essentially what this whole series was. And it was, it was just fantastic. It's four stars. No, it's every not issue. that I didn't like. I like a good funny book. It's not that I didn't like the humor. It's that I don't care about outer sp- mutants in outer space. And that it, particular group of mutants. Either way, like it was a, it was a surprise. Like it wasn't, it wasn't expected to be a humorous book in space. And yeah, but this yeah. is the same tone. This is the same style. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, JD, we did have, I believe, last week we said you hadn't read Marauders, and we're like, all right, next week, 
Still we're gonna yeah. see if you have read it, and I can tell by your expression you have. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have so many. I have so many thoughts on the last issue of Marauders. Sure. And I, I would just, I would super love to talk about it at length with you and mm-hmm. um, share Great. my thoughts. Excellent. But uh, we're just running out of time. Dark Knight's Death Metal Guidebook Number One came out this week uh, by Scott Snyder, James Tinian, Chip Zdarsky, Becky Cloonan, Priest, Doug Monkey, Dan Panosian, Eduardo Riso, and Carrie Randolph. Earth is turned upside down, shrouded in a realm of darkness after the Justice League's defeat by the cosmic goddess Perpetua. Now, the Batman who laughs and his army of dark knights rule the planet, wreaking havoc on humanity and raining destruction on the world. As Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, and other heroes fight to survive in this strange new landscape, one cloaked figure has been observing from the sidelines, creating a guidebook to this new world and its evil leaders in the hope of forming a plan of justice and penance. This issue showcases the new factions of Earth and explores the mystery of what happened to our heroes after their battle with Perpetua. This was mostly great. I think the first half was really, really strong and engaging. I thought the last half was just fine. What did you think, Len? I think that uh, what I really want to hear about is what you thought about Marauders, J.D. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's out. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that this was, um, I mean, it was cute. There were some stories that were cute about it. Yeah. Um, for the most part, it was just a moment in time. It was kind of like a, a press pause on this whole, you know, dark metal thing. Um, I thought that it was. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I thought it was a waste of time. I mean, I thought it was some good art. I'm not going to knock it. It was some very gorgeous art. And it's kind of cool to check in on Wonder Woman, Poison Ivy, and Aquaman if you give a hell. And, you know, like, oh, my God, you know, Harlequin has a hyena, one one large enough for her to ride. But um, other than that, and they brought back, um, what's his name? Who's the guy who's reading everything? He's got the cloak. Um, Luther. That's Lex Luthor. That's Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I, it was. I didn't realize it was him for a while. I thought it was Destiny. Is that who you? Uh, that's why I, yeah, I, I yeah. originally thought it was, but then I, I peeped that it was Luthor. I just, I, I just didn't care. I, I, th- I thought it was a pretty book, but I thought this was just like you know, uh, easily could have just been one issue, you know, little pause. In a miniseries, it didn't need to be a standalone. I thought that was, I think, I think that's a waste of time and bilking the your audience a little bit. That's what I so thought. So, the, the, the first half of this book that <clears throat> JD mentioned was fun. Uh, yeah. is essentially just what happened at the end of the Justice League run into the beginning of Death Metal. So, it felt important. So, it was know. nice. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Fill in some gaps. Uh, so that I really liked. The and then it was hit or miss for the rest of it. Like I loved looking at the Becky Cloonan one, but I didn't care. Was that the Aquaman? Yeah. That's Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that art was awesome. The art is awesome. Can't yeah. knock it. Yeah. I I really, really liked the Poison Ivy uh one. Yeah, with Vita Aiello and Dan Panosian. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked that. Um but other than that, like it was it was this wasn't a waste of time, it was just like, uh, all right, that's cool. I mean, three fourths fun. 
Like I didn't feel uh, I didn't feel like a schlog like sometimes it does with these mm. with these um, minis yeah. or um, yeah. collective. Like what are these like called? The antholo- like an Thank anthology. you, anthologies. anthologies. Yeah. yeah. Especially when they're tied into something else. Like Aquaman's not saving the day here with his with his sea ghost or whatever. <laughs> like that's not what's happening. Is he's it's gonna be how he doesn't save the day. So you, they sometimes can feel like treading water, uh, which he would never do. Um, uh, sorry, no. Was that the was that the end of your review? Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I realized that uh, you know I wanted to you know I was worried that I was oh, no, dude. on your uh, on no your thing. not at all. I, there was a stepping there was on a, your thing. There was a ah um, yeah, no I'm no that was stepping a, on things. It was a, for an anthology. It was more full than empty for me. Sweet, yeah. Yeah. sweet. Uh, I same, agree. Same. Um, yeah, I like. I enjoyed getting that backstory on how the world got from that last issue of Justice League that we saw them running into the door into this. I was fine with Death Metal being like, some crazy stuff happened. There may have been a whole just reality-altering event, and that's why it's here. And you don't need to know because this is just... We're in the midst of a reality alteration. Um, That that is a question, actually. So, they... The what is the the name of the the council of the quintessence? Yeah, thank you. Oh, <laughs> so they gave them a door to walk through. I don't know what that. I don't know oh what yeah. That was at all. Oh yeah. They gave them a door to walk through. They walked through that door, but all it did was skip some time for them because right. while like while they walked through that door, all fucking hell was breaking loose. And all these Batmen were t- taking over the world and then reshaping it. And then, you know, the, the heroes walked from the other side of the door and it was just like, oh, we lost a lot. Uh, so, like, it was what? just a time jump? Yeah, whereas in the book it seemed like it was a reality thing. Right? Yeah. Like a reality change. Sorry, Judy. Uh, well, with the end of uh, the Justice League they were just talking about where they walk through the door, the reason they lose is because they, they bank on... I guess the goodness of humanity and how, um, you know, the arc of the universe always bends towards justice, supposedly. And uh, it turns out their faith was misplaced and all of humanity was like, nah, doom. We're going to we're going to be a bunch of dickheads. Uh, And so they were like, well, I guess we'll go through this door since we lost. And then that's how they get here. Right. Is is that sort of like how it happened? Noel? something like that. Like it was um, uh, apathy. Was was yeah. the thing for no justice, but it was um it was fear based. So they they made a whole big yeah. point about how they. What is that? I hear it. Not I think me. it's I think it's me, but I I'm like coming through this headphone. I've been hearing it for a little while. I think it's like a, a weed whacking outside or something. Oh, whacking. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the whacking of weeds. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what they're trying to say. If that's what the point you're getting at, like the fact that it doesn't matter what you do, apathy and and fear will overcome hope and determination. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it, I, I think, think it was just a commentary on the state of U.S. politics currently. It could be. That's just me. I mean, and I, other, and then yeah. they walked through a door and they came back and it was three hundred times worse. Yeah. So yeah. I like again. I don't know. Well, I for one hope they win in the end. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unlikely, but you know, we can hope. Um, I, I also really enjoyed a lot of the other, the other stories. Um, 
was it? The Harley Quinn one was was fine. I liked the uh, I liked the Poison Ivy one a lot. Um, I thought the art was good, but the story also uh, was was cool. That Wonder Woman is like the worst criminals, but she's like, eh, it's worse outside of the prison. I'm doing you a favor. And the Batman and Jonah Hex one was fun. Um, the also cool art and just like a, a little backstory. Oh uh, yes. Action action figure expert's going to give you a weed whacking. No, please it, no. It's creating this problem. I think it's pronounced <laughs> weed. He's weed whacking. Um, before we move on to the next book, Dark Sage 9117 says, To be honest, I'm very excited to see what the MCU will do with the X-Men and Deadpool going forward. Um, he's talking about the movie universes mm-hmm. and mm. to see what the MCU is going to do now that they can incorporate Deadpool and also the X-Men. Um, I- I'm curious to see what they're going to do as well. I have no idea. I don't think they'll incorporate anything. They'll just restart it. Um, Deadpool yeah. will be alone in his own thing and have nothing to do with the MCU and they're just going to restart the X-Men in the MCU. Yeah, that sounds likely. I don't think yeah. they're going to do yeah. anything with those uh, legacy characters. Yeah. Actors. Which I'm fine with because I'm, I'm done with the X-Men movies. Hmm. Yeah, they, they haven't been good since Logan. Yeah. Wait, was Days of Future Past before or after Logan? I liked Days of Future Past. That was before, that was before Logan, I think. Was it? That was before Logan. Okay. Yeah. I, because that was, that was Wolverine's last movie, right? Yeah. It was. You know, I still haven't seen it. I don't know why. I can't. You haven't seen Logan? I know. Don't Just give me the third degree. It. Yeah. <laughs> but I should have You seen haven't it. read the third the third volume of Saga yet? <laughs> I also have not read that. I've got to get into oh. Saga. I, oh my Join God. the book club. It's, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Brian. Uh, it's a good thing you brought that up. Is that Which right? you didn't. I brought it up. But uh, Saga Volume 1 is going to be on uh, our book club huh. this this uh, not this week, but next week we have a book club every other Tuesday night at 8 p.m. We meet on Zoom, uh, and there's like 10 to 20 of us, and we meet and we talk about the book. Uh, we have chosen Saga Volume One hmm. for the next meeting, and then Black Magic Volume One by Greg Rucka and Nicola Scott will be the following book club. And then in between those book clubs, we will have Movie Club this upcoming Tuesday at 8 p.m. We will be talking about Peanut Butter Falcon, starring Shia LaBeouf. Yep. Yeah, it sounds so, like you just made that title up right now. It does, <laughs> and also that actor's name. Yes. Um, yeah. I think sh- I think you got Shia LaBeouf right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Goodnight says, "Hot take: uh-huh. Logan wasn't that great." Okay. Uh, is, a hot take means bad take, right? Like a hot take means I'm absolutely wrong. Is no, that what it's that phrase unpopular. Ice cream, piping hot. <laughs> I know. It means uh, Brandon says, "Who's we?" Who's he's, we? he's referring to you when you say we are having book club. Oh, my huh. comic shop, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. I host a, a book club and a movie club, uh, one every week. Um, oh, and Robert says, Age of Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix movies shat upon my childhood, but Saga is money sign, money sign, money sign, money sign. It's very expensive. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a turn off. Yeah. It's, four, it's $4 signs in Yelp. It's very that's expensive. That's a lot. Alright, so, before we get on to the Gutter Talk segment of the podcast, wherein we will discuss DC Fandom, we have a couple of Thunder Rounds. Thunder Rounds. Thunder Uh, Decorum number four uh, is for Noel by Jonathan Hickman and Mike Huddleston. There are many assassins in the known universe. This is the story of the most well-mannered one. Good manners is just being respectful of others, whether they have a bounty or not. You should show respect. For all people. Are you ready to go, Noel? Sure. With your 60-second review, 
do it. So I read issue three and four together. This might be a bit of a review of issue three as well. Um, Decorum is a very weird book. It's having it's telling two separate stories that are separate or two stories that are separated by about hundreds of thousands of years, and they were giving up until issue three. They were giving them equal measure. Um, issue three was exclusively the present day future story with these female assassins and her protege. And then they introduce an assassin school for females that are all aliens. It was really cute. This issue, issue four, was exclusively that past storyline where one race of things is trying to restart life with an earth seed and another race of things is trying to stop the earth seed from planting. And it's like a chase across the stars and it's very esoteric and um, weird. I liked it, but I still don't know what the hell is going on. To you. Yeah. End of round. End of round. This is gonna read great later. Nice. Right. Yeah, I real I didn't get I didn't get a chance to catch up on it, but I'm glad that you're into it. It makes me want to read it even more. It's 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 picking up. It's really fun. Cool. Uh, Christopher liked Age of Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Yeah, but Logan well, wasn't didn't that like great. Logan. Yeah. Okay. Woo! But Rob oh. has a hot Carl. Rob is here with a hot Carl. <laughs> hot Carl's here! Come and get your hot Carl's! His hot Carl is Logan was great, Chris, in comparison to other mutant forays. And as Carl's go, that one is hot. The hottest, baby. The hottest of Carl's. The hottest. Yes. <laughs> All right, Justice League number 51. Brian Lieb, you're up yes. for your Thunder Round. Here we go. Thunder Round. From Thunder Jeff round. Loveness and Robson Roca at the mercy of the Black Mercy. Mm. As they return from their adventure on the planet Trotha, the Justice League crashes on the homeworld of the Black Mercy. There, they fall prey to the most powerful psychological threat they've ever faced. Written by Jeff Loveness, this two-part descent into the dark corners of the superhero psyche will unearth fresh horrors. Mm. Are you ready, Brian? I am ready. Thank you. Skadoosh. No, wait. Don't skadoosh yet. No, I'm skadooshing. All right, you know what? I'm just oh, going to... Here we go. Uh, extra long thunder round. <laughs> um, so sometimes the Black Mercy is is cliched, and it's like, ah, you're bringing in the Black Mercy, you know it's big, and it's a... But it, this story was great. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun story, and I liked they did this kind of... They take Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman right at their, uh, at their start, and they give them a cool take on their psychology of like... Uh, they said, do you remember the moment your life truly began... And it was when they became heroes, and they kind of went on the path that they're on. But it takes a, it gives a cool overview, which I like for continuity reasons as well. That like this stuff is there, but also um, I, I liked their uh, the what turns out to be the Black Mercy's uh, question about like after it's been going on a while, is it was it good, and do you want more? Do you have the courage to change again? Um, it was. I had end of round. <laughs> oh well, it will never be known. I know it. Uh, so the Black Mercy. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, and it took me a couple. It took me a little bit to realize what it was when it was revealed. I was like, "Oh, I'm supposed to know this. What is it? Oh, what? It, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? Is that what it was? Or yeah, which yeah. they show an image of in here. They show his vision mm-hmm. of the. Yeah. No, not whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow. For the mm-hmm. man who has everything. Oh, that's yeah, right. Get, For the yeah. man who has everything. Yeah. 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 It was sad, uh, not sad, it was unfortunate that they spo- that they put it on the cover. A rare instance where I'm like, ah, I, it would have been better. Yeah. I had no idea I got the Nick Darrington cover. 
Oh, yeah. that's cool. So Ooh, always get the Nick Darrington cover. Uh, yeah, if yeah. if you have a choice between Nick Darrington and not Nick Darrington, it's a good call. You go with Nick Darrington. It's a good call. Although All Star Superman number one is my story with that. I thought they my comic shop at the time pulled the variant cover, and I was like, "This is a cool cover. I'll take it." And then the main cover turned out to be a top five Superman images of all time, in my opinion. And I was like, "Ooh." From now on, I will only get the regular as... I like them all having the same, you know, the same artist and all that stuff. I I will do um, not the regular verses, but whatever I start with, I try and keep it. Yeah, all right. I can see that. So, like, for Strange Adventures, there's a Doc Shaner cover Mm -hmm. and a Mitch Garrett's cover. I started with Doc Shaner. No matter how cool the Mitch Garrett's cover is, I want them all to be the Doc Shaner ones. That makes sense. I did go back and get the uh, main cover for All-Star Superman number one. Nice. Yeah. As you would. Is that the one with him on the cloud? Oh, yeah. yeah. Looking yeah. back. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. JD, you were giving people the 30-second pitch on what the Black Mercy was. Oh, oh basically, it's, yeah. it was a plant, right? It was a gift. Um, and it was a plant that, uh, I Mongol. guess, attached, attaches yeah. to your chest. <laughs> and right. uh, it, it makes you think you're experiencing your life as you always wanted it to be. While it right. feeds you... off of you. Right, yeah. right. It's a parasite. Yeah. Parasitic flower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here it doesn't need to. It's like you're just you're in the presence and it like it's so big it called them. Yeah, which I thought was cool. I actually thought uh, it was that I thought that aspect of it was pretty cool and for them to use the Black Mercy. I mean, there was a part of me that was like um, the image that we saw, the cover that we saw was mm. which was the the regular cover which has Batman, you know, in 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 Saroust or whatever, all all up in the Black Mercy or the Black Mercy all up oh, in yeah. him. And it's a little bit disturbing, but when you get into the book, there's an actually more disturbing image <laughs> of when the Black Mercy gets into the Flash. Yeah. That it's like, I'm like, yo, this joint is like, yeah. I'm like, yo, this this there's some body horror right here, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that that was pretty cool. I mean, it, it 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 was a cool story. It was fun. It was great art. Fantastic, fantastic looking art. Mm. So I enjoyed it enough. It was cool. Yeah. The, were there two? Sorry, ahead. the flashbacks. I thought they were like the flashbacks look look different in a cool way for flashbacks to look. Um, and mm-hmm. I didn't know if there were two artists or if it was uh, one person doing two styles. Seems to be one artist. Cool. But this is like uh, I I guess um, what's his name Joshua Williamson like just ended his arc and now these are fill-ins until like the death metal stuff starts yeah yeah so exactly. for for two issue fill-ins this is better than it needed to be like it yeah. could have just treaded water but it's yeah it's enjoyable yeah, yeah that's, that's a flash image. that's whole, not oh that's yeah man growing right out of it and considering that it was maybe just the page before all you saw was a flash reaching for the Black Mercy like, yeah. for this kid. Yeah. And then, like, you know, he got caught up that bad. I'm like, like yeah, you cut from there to the brother is a root. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That happens fast. <laughs> He's a legendary root now. Yeah. Um, oh, Brandon says, hmm. Supergirl did a cool episode with it. An action figure yeah. expert says, so the Black Mercy was featured in one episode of Justice League, Where is Superman? That was basically for the man who has everything. Yeah, Yeah. that was pretty, pretty, pretty. uh, That was an adaptation of the uh, the comic book by Alan Moore. Yeah. Wait, no. Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Oh yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. 
Alan Moore and um, Dave Givens. All right, so that is the spoiler alert comic review section of the show. JD, we'll move on to this week. I have a challenge for you. Oh, challenge! Tell the people, if you will, of Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a place where you can go if you were go to, to type into your web browser www.patreon.com slash johnnydestructo. You can help out the show with your hard-earned money. Where else should you spend it? Nowhere. No. Give it to us yeah. so that we can do this nonsense. Um, so, so I can replace my absolute authority. Yes. Exactly. yes. Funnel it into that purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can also, uh, we have a tip jar if you just want to send us money at JD's Hero Complex on Venmo. You can just send us a dollar. What do you do? Just give us a dollar. Every day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> when you For think the next 1,000 days. <laughs> uh, all right, so for people who don't know, Len and I had a, a separate show called Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! Where we would talk about the uh, sort of the goings-on in the gutters, if you will, uh, around the panels of the comic books. We would talk about movies and and uh, race relations and sexism and, and all sorts of different uh, meanderings about comic books and movies and pop culture in general. We have now combined that into this show, and we will bring it to you now. Len. Hey, what's up? I, I... <laughs> Welcome to Gutter Talk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that hay was so good. Okay, just yeah. like, hey. It really leads into gutter talk. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to gutter talk, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and uh, if I understand correctly, uh, isn't there? Yes, hey. there we go. Because while JD and I did run Gutter Talk for a long time, um, we w were very often joined by a third talker on the show, and he was a guy by the name of Brandon. Yay, it's Brandon. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> How you doing, Brandon? Pretty good. Today, I'm trying to make sure I'm recording everything properly. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sure you are. And if not, we'll make it work. Trust me, bro. We will. I love seeing you and that beautiful ornament that you have on the back of your uh, wall there yes. in your house. I have a horn. There it is. So we thought that, like JD said, we talk about all the things that are going on in, uh, in and around the comic book industry, um, ladies and gentlemen, for Gutter Talk. And right now, one of the biggest things that has happened in comic book dumb was this past weekend DC Fandom as DC Comics and Warner Media put on their online convention of a sort, their virtual convention. It's going went on yesterday, and I believe there's parts of it that will be going on today. And we took a time to look at some of the the more more hot items from Fandom, and want to give you our take on those fabulous things and one of the the first things that happened uh of many was they released another trailer for wonder woman 1984 the new wonder woman movie that has been pushed back because of the row has been pushed back to 2021 they put out a new trailer of this film and this one gave us our first look at Wonder Woman's villain or her arch nemesis in the film, Cheetah. 
And it seems that it got a pretty positive review from the internet. Would you say so, Brandon? Oh, I would. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I would. Also, I would just in general, I think fandom in general was, a, in my opinion, a huge success. I feel like all everything that they wanted to do well, like did well. And it like the buzz around it was seemed to all be like mostly positive. So I feel like the Wonder Woman trailer and fandom in general. Great. Go ahead, J.D. Oh, I agree with Brandon. Actually, you know, to talk about DC fandom uh, specifically, uh, I think I'm a little. I was a little disappointed in the comic book convention uh, online experience. Had little to nothing to do with comic books, and more to do with the films and the television shows and other stuff. There was some cool panels, but I think they they definitely dropped the ball a little bit on going. Hey, if you like Wonder Woman, there is a brand new series being written by Mariko Tamaki and Mikael Janin, and it's great, and you should check that out. Uh, you know, in order to get people into the shops to buy the books to keep fueling the movies that they keep wanting to make, I just, uh, it's a bummer that they didn't do that. I had heard uh, rumors afterwards that I guess there's going to be another fandom in yeah. September, and that that might be more comic book oriented. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just what someone tweeted at me. And that's kind of cool, too, I guess. But I think they should have mixed both of those together so that the people who are there for the Wonder Woman trailer or the Batman trailer will also be um, uh, will also experience the fact that the, what's happening in Batman in the comic books and what's happening with Wonder Woman in the comic books because the people who are going to show up for the comic book one in September are already buying the comic books. Yeah. They're not getting new readers that way. The way that they had this set up, too, is that it was just a constant stream. So people will probably just turn it on and leave it on. So while you're waiting mm -hmm. for that second or third trailer yeah. of the Snyder Cut, they could insert some actual publishing information in between because instead we just got, like, long infomercials about all the voice actors or uh, that have done Batman, which was cool, but it wasn't, like... I would I wouldn't go sit on a panel on that. Uh, same with like, there was a whole ten minute like jokey thing of redubbing Batman Beyond to make fun of Batman sixty six, which was cute. I loved it. But I thought it was so on. much fun. Talk I about the comics. Out. Yeah, I tuned out. Um, but in regards to the the Wonder Woman trailer, I didn't like it. I loved the mm. original. I loved the first trailer. This one was just real pedestrian, and then. For the first time, it made me think, oh, cool. It's just going to be a CGI fight at the end against the cheetah lady. Because the yeah, special I'm, effects did not look that great. Yeah, I'm not stoked about the cheetah's look. Uh, with the, the It's just full CG from what I can tell. But, with creepy you know, hair. Uh, to, be, to be fair, is she's always in motion. So mm. every time we see the cheetah, she is doing something that the cheetah actress can't do in right. real life. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but anytime anybody is full CG, I... It, it separates me from the story. Could we be seeing a not quite finished version two? Like I don't know where they are I'm, in their process, or if it was stopped or halted. They're completely done. The movie was supposed to come out oh, in June. They? This is not like oh, shoot. This is not uh, like a okay. year away. It's only test footage. Like right, right, The movie okay. was done. Okay. That was my Brian. That's exactly what I said to someone yesterday. I was like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm sure the CG's just being worked on. I forgot that it's supposed to be out already. Oh right. I mean, True. it's possible that they're still working on it. Like because. You know, sometimes they do have little touches they have to make, and CGI like um, uh, warehouses were closed just like everything else. So it's possible yeah. they didn't get everything done. I, yeah. 
<laughs> I liked Kristen Wiig when they showed her yeah. oh. and her transformation and her fighting and stuff. I was like, this is awesome. But then when they showed the shot of the end with, it wasn't even the CG character. It was the fact that she had whipping hair that was so wildly unnatural. I'm like, what's yeah. happening? This is so creepy looking. And not yeah, a good like way. like the underwater hair effects from uh, Aquaman, was, which I, is terrible. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to see this movie so bad because I like all the actors a lot. And everyone's incredibly charming. And I laughed a couple of times with the, the Steve Trevor man out of time jokes. Yeah. Chris but, Pine is a treasure. Yeah, mm. uh, it was so great. But it's the last 20 seconds of the, tra- of the trailer, I was just like, oh, that's not the movie I want to watch. Just like how but, the end of Wonder Woman was like, oh, you could have done – it could have been – could have been so much different true but to to your point about this having been a finished film one i tend to side with brandon on that though it was probably finished who knows how many finishing touches they really got a chance to do because we've all heard the stories of movies that are especially with the special effects that are still being tweaked even a week before the film is opening right and what this trailer does by them with the movie not being able to be brought out, coming out until 2021, you put the trailer out there, you show them, you give a little peek at Cheetah, and then maybe you listen to the response mm. a little bit. A little peek maybe you do, you, you, you go in and retweet that a little, you know what I mean? When is so, this coming out? It's definitely not coming out until 2021. I, I mean, so, I think it's still October. I think they they haven't changed that. No, I will Google yeah. now. I was pretty sure that they moved it all the way I, back. Because I to think even the the thing said only in theaters twenty twenty. Uh, I got October second is what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, this shit's done. Yeah. No, it still, still is not mean, done. Yeah. It still is not done, dude. There are stories that they were still working on Infinity War and Endgame up mm. to. Like yeah. weeks and days before they were released. Fair. I hope it's not the final version. Yeah. That's all. But but what I will also say, just to your points about uh, fandom and the the lack of the spotlight on comic comic books. One, they did split it into two days. It was originally supposed to be one day, and they split it into two days. Who knows what what maybe is going to happen for. For today i yeah. don't know probably but probably not any anything to be fair and two what they showed because of this television and, and it being animation and voice actor and the spotlight on things that were done or are in deep pre-production or have already been done in the past you can do because those are entities and people who were not as hard hit and by the layoffs that happened at Warner uh-huh. Media over the past couple of weeks, like the comic book, com- like the comic book side did take a big hit and is in big flux right now. So it is fair to say that some of their plans may be in a little bit of, of flux. You had the, the big, big story with um, uh, the, the the new Batman series by John Ridley and Nick Darrington, which we'll get to. Um, and maybe of one or two other things, but things are probably in flux right now. And maybe you don't want to put a mic in front of some people who might have some ruffled feathers and, <laughs> and give you some uh, sound bites that you you did not uh, vie for. Go ahead, JD. My counter to that is just make ads. 
Yeah. On shelves now, Wonder Woman number 760 by Mariko Tamaki. It's yeah. a great jumping on point. Oh, you like Batman? If you're excited for the Batman movie, come come to your local comic shop and check out Joker War going on right now on the shelves. Hey, if you're if you really like the Joker film from last year, Batman Three Jokers, a three-issue miniseries coming from Black Label, out on shelves this Wednesday. Also, Fair too, these were, these were these were pre-recorded and filmed a couple weeks ago. Almost all of True. these things, no, nothing was live. So, and and there's a lot of people that weren't affected. So, like Jim Lee had talked, like he, Jim Lee was a part of like 17 panels yesterday. He was literally the only like comic book person, other than a couple of the milestone mm. guys, that was in like only- everything. Like nobody, like. Whatever, but the only one still cashing a check, probably. Uh, but he, t- <laughs> like, he would talk about like somebody would a- like he would answer questions about Watchmen and stuff. Bring on Tom King, who's about to have a, a book launch. Um, they were talking about like uh, the cartoons. Bring on James Tini and the Fourth, who's in the bag for DC for many years. Like, it just make the connection. Like, I, I understand the separate days. But the point is to make the connection between the publishing and, and, the, and the other media, not separate the media and the, and the publishing. I think right. the, my understanding also was that originally they had overlapping stuff, like you would at a convention, right? Like yes. a convention yes. lasts three days, and you go to a convention, you can't see all the things that you want to see usually. So they, I guess, were like, okay, that's how we'll do it. And then at some point someone was like, oh, we don't have to do that. We can do it in such a way that people can see everything they want. Now, J.D., I think what you said is uh, a great idea. I, what I originally thought you meant is just during during the Wonder Woman panel, that host at, at the end is like, yo, <laughs> look at this. Because they used a lot of comics art in stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, hey, maybe it's uh, it's the first of its kind so maybe they'll do yeah, that yeah. Yeah. Overall, yeah. Was, well, yeah. overall I think the experience was a positive one yeah. I just would have appreciated a little bit what it was is that like well keep going go ahead I was just gonna say I think what it was is that um, they were doing like like they originally planned to have this as like both days and have stuff going on and it wasn't until like a, like when the layoffs happened which was like a week before fandom that they cut the all the other stuff so I'm assuming what it was is they probably already had stuff planned, and maybe they had planned for the comic book stuff already, so they couldn't just, like, mm. slot stuff in, like, a week before. Like, everything was already in production. So I think what they did is they probably just cut the comic book stuff completely, because they couldn't just cut, like, around it, you know what I'm saying? So I think they just cut it completely and then moved all of that to September 12th, which is the next date, and then they just kept the movie and TV stuff. Okay, I did like how they did the, like... Uh, the one for the Batman panel, I think especially, was they had Matt Reeves and, uh, was it Aisha, Aisha Tyler was the one yeah. doing that? They were, they were there and against like a background of Batman drawings and art and whatever. And it was a cool way to make it look and will feel like they were talking face to face. You know, like they were in the same space. I just thought that was a well executed part of, of fandom. Hey, it was well, you know, from what I, from what I could see, it was, it was well done. Uh, and speaking specifically about the Wonder Woman 84 trailer, um, those nitpicks aside about the special effects, um, I tend to agree with Brian. Like, I watched it for sake of the show, but I didn't need, I didn't need to see it. I didn't need to see a longer trailer of mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. I was already in the bag for it, but I can recognize that 
for a movie that has been pushed back was supposed to come out much earlier you know they kind of want to refresh people's idea you know minds with what's happening so they're giving them a little bit longer take um i'm still in the bag for the movie uh i love chris pine i don't think i've seen chris pine do anything bad yet <laughs> um that i have not not enjoyed him um gal gadot i still appreciate her still appreciate what she's trying to do with the uh with the character i love that she looked um badass i don't care what anybody says i don't care what some of my fellow tribbles say i love seeing her swing on lightning i oh, am that's so rough am every time it gives me movie. chills <laughs> yes is her father zeus in these movies is that part know. of what they've done in the comics have they done that in these movies also? i don't know they i don't know i don't think they've said that yet oh. they, um, no, they said her origin i think wasn't it that like uh her mom like made her out of something and then zeus like yeah, but I, mean, I don't. Yeah, but I don't know. She but, could swing on lightning then. Yeah, but remember, in the comics, I think at one time that was told to be like a false story, and I don't know if, and even when they said it here in the movies <laughs> or alluded to it, I always got the sense that they might tweak that a little mm. bit. But who knows? You know? So, so Saturday the twelfth is the the next day, and it's it looks like a mix of the TV shows and three or four comic book panels, but it's. Joker War, Three Jokers, um, Metal, Deceased. But that's kind of what JD wanted, right? Like, for them to talk about their big comic stuff. Three weeks that's after the... they talk about well. their movies? <laughs> right, but what I'm saying yeah, is they were and the doing only it. People, the only people tuning today. in for that in September will be us, the people who are already reading the books. Yeah. Right, but what I'm saying is that was originally planned for today. So, like, I'm, not, I'm saying the reason they True. couldn't do it today is because... When they moved stuff, they moved it to that point. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think I, I'm, I'm having trouble with just the, the concept. They don't need to be separated. As in, the comic book panels could have been in between the movie ones that people absolutely mm. were showing up for. Mm. Not they were supposed to be two different days. I mean, yeah. that's, the, that's the bad idea. The good idea yeah. being they should mm. have been merged... Two separate days is no big deal. The concept, like the the topic, should have been merged and intertwined with each other, yeah, like yeah. an actual mm-hmm. convention. You know, you I walk mean, by one panel and it's about the comics; the other one's about a TV show that you love. Like, right? <clears throat> one experience. And again, this is all. Hopefully, they can adjust this next time. Yeah. And I'd like to see more of this sort of experience from other publishers. But who knows? I mean, next year they probably won't do it if things are back to normal and people can just go spend every cent they made during the year on a convention. I wonder if they'll, there could even be something that they do where you they just film the convention, which for some reason, like they never have, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, Because people uh, pay for it. Well, yeah. sure. They want but, people to pay to come see it live. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, a lot of people are going to go to San Diego Comic-Con anyway. And I, you're right. I mean, they would lose out on that revenue stream. But there's a big revenue stream from the hype, too. And I wonder yeah. if they'll see that there's some value. You know, maybe they never would have tried it, but now they have. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. 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 Rotten Ronnie says, good afternoon, gents. Is this, afternoon. Is this Ronnie Strike? Tulsa movie guy? Or is this a new, a new Ronnie? If you're a new Ronnie, welcome. If you're Ronnie Strike, welcome. <laughs> uh, I expect so, that next year DC Fandom... It would probably be less movies and TV stuff, honestly. They'll probably, like, it might be just more comic and more fan stuff 
because they want the big stuff to be, like you said, at actual live panels. And they so, could yeah. still have con-exclusive stuff, just like they do with, with other merchandise. You could have, like, oh, you get 85% to 90% of the convention, and, but if you go to San Diego, then you get this extra I don't stuff. know, guys. Like, this is, this is a new era of DC, as in it's an arm of AT&T. What do you think is more cost-effective for them? Yeah. More cost-effective. I think, I think live exactly. panels would be... Right. That's the, why the, live panels, the fandom will just be... Like fun stuff, not really anything people really want to see. No, I think that this is no, going I to be. I think fandom is more cost effective. It's definitely more cost effective yeah. than to exhibit yeah. in different states yeah. and and pay for 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 talent to go back and forth and all kinds of shit like this. Yeah. Doing something like this where they can produce uh, propaganda in a bubble and then just present it on a live stream is absolutely what's going to happen going further. If if anything, the indication of the fact that like DC has done absolutely everything they can to divest themselves from the normal comic book mm. life, right? Uh, their own public, their own distribution, their own public, their their own mm. publishing schedule, the the impact on YA, the cut of all the, the the cutting all their staff. Like this is the new normal for DC. Yeah. I don't think yeah, they're, they're go- yeah. like maybe they'll have some like. T-shirts and some artist alley stuff at uh, at conventions, but no, this is. I it. think they'll still. Yeah. They'll, I think they will still have a presence, but I think, yeah. like to uh, Noel's point, they will just continue to create their own kind of wing of the genre, which yeah. people will have to go to. And let's let's be honest, it's the it's what Disney has been doing for the past couple of years with Disney 23, you know? Yeah. D 23. Bob chimes in with a podcast poll. How sick is everyone of the Batman who laughs? I hate it. From uh, day one. So much. I'm, I'm very sick of the Batman who laughs. However, I'm uh, open to the darkest night. Yeah. I also hate version of Batman Manhattan. Nope. Hate him too. Hate it all. Hate it. I, I mean, he's, it. The, he's the darkest night. He's the darkest night. Batman. And- Hatton. He's the darkest. Knight. Was... He called himself Batman. Before no, that he was, was the, the darkest guy. knight. Yeah, that was the other guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He used that guy's uh, body. Are you upset he didn't go with Doctor Batman? Because I, <laughs> I hate it I wasn't all sure. so much. <laughs> and it's all I think so it's so dumb. dumb that I, I think it's fun. I'm into it now with the Darkest Knight. With Batman Who Laughs, I felt completely different. And yeah, I'm like, all right, let's see what's up. It's all dumb. But listen, <laughs> well, there's right, used so, so many. That's things. Wonder we, Woman. Yeah, what else dropped, Brandon? Uh, Let's use that segue of The Darkest Knight ah. into The Batman. You mean The Gotham Knights? Because that was the next thing that we saw was the trailer for the I'm video not game. going in order, Brandon. I said I the... So there was a trailer for Gotham Knights. And oh, that was God, you're lucky I don't run this show. <laughs> and Darkest. they showed some trailer and some gameplay from WB Montreal. Oh, JD has something to say. No, after you're done. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it was um, W. B. Montreal who made Arkham Origins, which, you know, if people have played the Arkham games, that was the origin story. That was the only one not made by Rocksteady Studios. Oh. So it's this game is going to be taking place after, well, I don't know, should we spoil it yeah. for people? Okay, so this is taking place after it seems Bruce has died, Jim Gordon has died, and uh, <clears throat> now Barbara, Tim... Uh, Dick and Jason are taking over and they're defending the city together. And we see them the gameplay looks a little similar to Arkham's the Arkham games, but people have 
people have definitely noticed that there's um, there's some more RPG aspects, and people are worried that it's going to be a games as a service type of game, which game? is a type of game oh. where like release like things come out in release segments. Oh, yes, of course. So like you pay for instead of just getting one game, you get a you get new content every few months, which people are worried about because that doesn't that doesn't appeal to a lot of people. So yeah, they're also worried like it'll be multiplayer. And the main thing with games as a service games is like. There's a lot of loot and stuff, and to get the best stuff, you have to pay for it. Unless you like play for like hundreds and hundreds of hours to get enough money uh, to buy it in game. Uh, so that's a, a lot of stuff people are worried about. Personally, from what they've said about the game, I don't think this is going to be a game to service. I think we'll talk about it later, but I think the Suicide Squad game will be. But this one does have some similar aspects. That's what people are worried about. And now JD is not here, and he was the only one who wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Well, what's yeah, up, I Max? Don't, I, don't, Max? I don't play video games. Why did you do this first? For the, for, the next hand, for the next handful of topics, never read Sandman, don't play video games, so I'm mm. just going to I'm gonna take a nap over here and you guys let me know when I... I I'll, be right with, I'll be right with Noel. I watched Wait, the gameplay trailers. They looked really cool. We should have done something else. We should have talked Batman when... Jeez. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's almost like I know how to run a show. But anyway, um, <laughs> shots fired. But to, but to speak about Gotham Knights because it is it is on the table. Um, the only thing I, I will ask, I will just ask this question. I wasn't sure whether or not of these Gotham Knights, I knew of course Nightwing, Batgirl, and uh, Jason Todd. I didn't know whether or not that was supposed to be Tim Drake. Or Damien, but that is in fact thought, supposed to be Tim Drake. Yeah, originally I thought it was Damien, but they released um, information about it and they specifically said it was Tim. So yeah. Also, oh, okay. I forgot to mention the Court of Owls is going to be in play in some way. Um, I am very excited for this. Well, I'm, my excitement level was here and now it's just slightly lower because you said it was, they're the same people who did Arkham Origins, which I wasn't a huge fan of. I really enjoyed the other Arkham games. Uh, top to bottom, but Arkham Origins I just found, I don't know, there was something about it that was a little repetitive and made me a little sleepy and I don't think I ever actually finished that game so that brings my excitement level down just a skosh, but I have always loved the Bat family more than the Batman himself so the fact that we actually get to play as these other characters, I'm really excited about, specifically Batgirl, I'm stoked to play Batgirl Yeah, it's gonna be fun It's a small thing but what I there's one very tiny detail that I do not like about these video games, and it's very small. No nudity. <laughs> well, now we're on to the next topic. No, it's that, <laughs> it's it's that Batman has blue eyes, and I I always. You prefer the all white? You mean? <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that. It's that Alex Ross, the legendary comic book um, <laughs> painter, Alex Ross has always in, you know, bucking against the system of these superheroes being, you know, just white guys all the time and basically just having a change of hair. A lot of them would have blue eyes. Superman has blue eyes. Yeah. And he always drew Batman purposefully with brown eyes. And I appreciated that. Hmm. And now when I see Batman drawn with blue eyes, I'm like, yeah, I kind of I, I kind of like him with brown eyes. I think it hmm. fits his character. Hmm more and with the blue eyes it, it doesn't fit it doesn't work he doesn't look like batman to me anymore so it's a That's small thing and it's just my thing but 
it, like, especially at the trailer starts with his piercing blue eyes looking at you. <laughs> I'm like, you're not Batman. Because it's not it's as the, dark. It's like more hopeful than dark. Kind of like guess, the feel yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the eyes are the eyes are a, a big characterizing element, and you know, there's so many. They're the windows to the soul. Yeah. yeah. So. I hear you. Uh, Bob Kolb says the new direction of Red Hood starting in number fifty one looks interesting. I haven't seen anything about that. No, fifty one of what? Red Hood itself. The comic. Like he has his own. Red Hood. Okay, right, yeah, right. Red Hood outlaw. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, right, I think right, that's right. when yeah. they. That's gonna be like a new costume or something. That's gonna no fifty one is gonna be the one after Lob Bill, I think. Right. After Isn't what? it ending at fifty? I'm pretty sure we're up. We're up to like forty nine or so. And 50 is going to be, like, Lobdell's last issue, and 51 is going to be the new stuff. Hmm. I'm good with that. Yeah, I... Um, Rob Beatty says, I really want to play as Harold. <laughs> Harold was a favorite of mine as well. Rob. I remember Harold, Such yeah. a cool, distinctive part of that era, you know, that yeah. was... Yeah. Uh, the guy like who a... works on Batman's on Batman's cars, like, he's the mechanic for people that, that don't mm-hmm. recall. Yeah. He was in Hush, so everyone knows him, because everyone read Hush, and they all love oh, him. He... But he uh, he didn't turn out so well in Hush, right? Didn't he did he? not. Yeah, that's always a shame. Like uh, Professor Hamilton, uh, when there's a long running character that you like, and it's always a twist when they're like, "Ooh, what if this guy was bad?" And you're like, "Ah, yeah. I liked Harold." What is it? Yeah. Uh, what do we do? Not hot takes. Hot Carl. Hush. Hot Carl's. Hush is just fine. Well, yeah, that was that's a hot Carl. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very much. Uh, next on the docket is there was a Sandman panel. Mm. That happened at uh, Fandom. Brandon, what do you got to say so, about the Sandman so panel? So there was a Sandman panel, and um, then there was a multiverse panel, and that's about it. That's like, it? I, like, I love Sandman, but the panel was just like, it was fun seeing people talk and everything, but it wasn't any like new information, personally. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard, the new show is going to be like, revitalized and it's going to be set like the modern day parts aren't going to be in the 80s and 90s they're going to be in actual modern day so like 2020s but that neil gaiman has said that like three times since 2019 so it's really not new information but aside from that i didn't really see anything particularly newsworthy it was just cool to see people talk yeah because i saw i didn't see this panel um did they even have any type of like uh pre-production stuff that they were showing it was was really just talking the only thing that they did the only thing that they did the only thing that they set up uh when in regards to the television shows he said the time frame of it but then also the virus has allowed us to truly perfect the scripts they are not past scripting right right like they're still like because they're they've been on pause for six seven months now well because they were pretty far out from starting when, anyway, when everything stopped, right. yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I heard, so I didn't see the panel either. I, I love Sandman, and I haven't read the series, but I heard they talked about uh, some comics talk. Actually, they talked about G Willow Wilson's Dreaming, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. she's a great writer, and I would love to read it. I just haven't, I just haven't gotten to it. I've started; it's great. At cool. least the first issue. Cool. Yeah, there's awesome. only there's uh, only one out right now, I think. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, okay, great. Yeah. I think I have that one, so we're all set. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm really looking forward to the show. I barely even see the time frame thing as news. It's like, oh, great! Like I, yeah. I was cool. It was cool when I found that out. But I was just yeah. like, oh, set in the present. Was, That's cool. Yeah. The 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 panel itself was, I think, like 35 minutes or 30 minutes, and yeah. 20 of them was a little self congratulatory. Like it was, mm. it was a lot of people coming on and being like, 
Sandman changed my life. And yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah. Like it was, it, there wasn't. Yeah. I mean, which is really sweet and nice, but it was like. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And it's a it's a seminal series too, cool. you know, monumental. But yeah, you're right. It's not much of news. It was just glad handy. It was yeah. like all right, yeah. cool. And they talked. Yeah. They had like people from all aspects. Like they had G. Will Wilson from comics. They had Dirk Mags, who was like the director of the audio. And then they had um, Michael Sheen. Well, and then yeah, Michael. Oh, Sheen. Michael Sheen was there. That's cool. Yeah, but I think they had those people on to talk about the things, but those people ended up just coming on and saying, I really like Sandman, and I think that's what kind of added to the congratulatory thing. Although, JD's gone right now from the, (laughs) he can't hear us, but they did mention comics. You know, they they, they talked about the Sandman comic, maybe because they didn't have anything else to talk about. (laughs) Enough to fill, right. (laughs) Exactly. uh, Brandon alluded to there was a multiverse panel later with Walter Hamada, president of DC Films, where he confirmed a couple of things. One, he confirmed that the new The Batman film by Matt Reeves that we'll be talking about later um, will be set in its own universe. He also mentioned that DC Films is no longer worrying about having their universe of films connect. If a writer has a good idea that doesn't hit fit the main universe they're still willing to make it um which i think is kind of like the vibe everybody was already starting to get with you know what the what happened in the wake of wonder woman and then shazam and then especially with joker um you're certainly not going to walk away from a billion dollar juggernaut that 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 movie was um so i i don't think that that's I mean, it's news, but is it really news? I mean, I, we already kind of knew, like, the Batman was already kind of going to be set in its own type right. of world. Yeah. Well, actually, um, this is that's kind of news because I know people, at least I personally thought that maybe this was going to be, they were going to pass it off as, like, a younger um, Ben Affleck. So mm. this confirms that it's not. It's a totally different thing. I yeah, mean, I, I also I wondered. Impression. I wondered if they, and I, I still don't know for sure, but if they were going to have Pattinson be, you know, with, with Flashpoint stuff, if they were going to change stuff right. and have Pattinson be associated with that. I mean, it didn't seem like I, that's what they were going to do. But yeah. Yes yes, and no. So yeah. the idea, like, um, the idea that, uh, that ba- like, let's say Barry can do that, like Barry can traverse uh, dimensions as well as time yeah, yeah. travel. So he could visit X, Y, and Z. But not in so much as the Flashpoint will make this version of the character different in real time. Like, right. they're not right, doing right, that right. at all. Yeah. Right. It's just more along the lines of him being able to go back and forth. But, no, they, this is, this is to me, this is non-news, though, because even during Aquaman, they started yeah. trying to coin the term uh, something like the cinematic worlds of DC. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they, I think that's they, what's shaken into the EU. D- they, DC extended yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah, like they were like no longer DC extended universe. Now it's just the mm. cinematic worlds of DC. Mm. Like they they gave up on this two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they just and made I, it they've official. done with their animation for years. Mm. You know, there's that one continuity which was cool, and then there's other movies which are also cool. Um, so it's worked for that. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think it's it's smart. Um, it's I mean, sure, would we all maybe love to see it all connected? Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I'm fi- but I'm fine with it just, because I I don't ever have to watch an Aquaman movie again. 
right? <laughs> and not so much because I didn't like the movie. It's just that I don't care about Aquaman, mm. you know? So if I only come across Aquaman when they choose to do a Justice League movie, that's fine with me. I'll watch Batman. I'll watch Superman. I'll watch Wonder Woman. Maybe if they do it right, I'll watch a Green Lantern and I'll give the Flash a chance. Um, but and but if they if they don't hit, I don't need them to matter to mess up you know everything else. So I actually think this is a smart way to go. Yeah, I mean this is a cake and eat it too type of situation. They say like no, uh, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. But everything matters. Because it's in a multiverse. <laughs> like, right. Cool. Which I always I think it. is funny. Because, like, you know, if you if you think about that theory in the real world, whenever somebody in a comic or, or, or a fictional universe is like, oh, no, it all matters. There's a multiverse. Or, like, the multiverse was destroyed. Or, like, oh, Marvel is part. No. There's a real multiverse, possibly. It's already all out there. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you say. They're all, <laughs> they all exist in a multiverse. <laughs> right. Or speaking about yeah. speaking about multiverse, that took us to the Flash panel, the new movie, uh, the new Flash movie that it seems is has been confirmed will be a multi about multiversal travel. There was concept art of the new suit, which alluded, as one in our intrepid Brandon pointed out, would alluded to the multiverse. Uh, 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 world of cinematic DC because the art had a guest star from bygone DC movies past. Isn't that so, Brandon? It is. I'm trying to like pull it up. I wish JD was here so he could show everyone. It's like, let me see. So there. There we go. So you, if you, you can't really see. Yeah, Although there was a it. circle right where the circle should be for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it, it, it looks there's a circle, yeah. In in shadow in shadow it it like it's 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 Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah. I mean there's oh, a yeah. yellow oval there on an all black suit. I mean right. it also is his jawline and his cowl. Oh. So oh, they and have it's this, the way he holds his fist. Yeah, and then and there's a have, the Batmobile is like in the far distance in the background and everything above them looks industrial a la hmm. Danny Elfman. I'm sorry, uh, uh, yeah. fucking Danny Elfman. I mean, Tim Burton. Tim Burton, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they have, weirdly, like, the director or producer or whatever was saying, like, talking about Keaton being in it, but I don't think they've officially announced yet that he is no. in it. Which they, and in the I'll, panel, too, yeah. they didn't talk about either of them. I think they... Yeah. Oh, okay. I think Keaton they or Affleck. I think they've officially announced it. Everybody's in talks. Yeah. Um... But, like, I saw something, some some quote, but I guess it wasn't from this, but where they just, like, talk about Keaton, uh, which made me think, like, oh, I guess it's a done deal, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. Oh, oh but you're right, Brendan, also, Ben Affleck is uh, is in it as well as the as the Batman that, that what's his name, has uh, Barry, Ezra Miller's uh, Flash has yeah, run Ezra into Miller's before. Batman. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, I'm hoping for it. So he could visit more than one universe. There could be yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and that's what I was thinking with Ben Affleck. Like, is it possible? In the comics, he comes back, and Batman is younger and in a new costume. That's I exactly like, what I was it? thinking, yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't, don't think it will happen. I don't think it will either. Yeah, now, but, now yeah. seeing the, the trailer for Pattinson's movie, I don't think that. But mm. before, that's kind of what I was thinking. Because mm. they said, no. though, they said that... Keep going. I hate it when you do that. <laughs> 
Just I, I I'm not well, trying to interrupt. I yeah. and that's why so, I stopped. Not for you to stop and stop in, talking. Um, Come on. Sorry. Give it. They said Come on. Keaton is gonna be the they said Keaton is gonna be in a different universe and they said that uh well no. Sorry. They said Affleck is gonna be the same universe. He's gonna be like the main Batman. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Batman of Ezra Miller's yeah. flash. Right. And then, yeah, Keaton will probably be in a different universe. And that's, I don't. Th- but we don't know that for sure. It just seems like it. But j- just because of that, I don't know. Uh, I, I what I was get, what I was gonna say is I never, th- knowing Matt Reeves's stuff, I never thought that he was playing ball with a larger universe thing. I like yeah. his whole deal was that he gets to make his Batman movie. That's but what, oh, that's, mm. but I wonder. I wonder. Um, Knowing the flashpoint, kind of like what it is with time travel and changing the present and saving your mother and stuff, um, mm. how they're going to at the same time expand it to multiversal, but then not just do the one for one different Batman in the one area. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be right. this is either going to be so incredibly cool mm. or. A giant fucking mess like Justice League, where they tried to like bake seventeen different meals in, in I mean, one movie, right? Time travel and multiverse though are like pretty related. Uh, JD's not here to put it on screen, but Rob uh, Petty says so. He time travels and multiverse travels, and uh, Flash colon off the rails. He supplies as the title, <laughs> but I mean, I for one, I love the time travel and multiverse stuff from the Flash, and it's core Flash if they can do it cool. Um, and that's the Flashpoint story, is he goes back, changes something, comes back, the world is different. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's like a, it's, it's a, you know, pick a lane. Do you want it to mm. just be time travel changing the, the, the mm. you know, changing the, the future and then oh, being a right. problem? Or do you right. want to travel across different dimensions as your conflict yeah. or as your journey? Not, but I mean, like, I, I, sideways and forward and backwards, like... I think they that's can a, kind of be... That's a potential I see mess. Them as, it's potentially a mess, but I don't see them as that different. Like, they're very closely related concepts, you know, especially if you do the, like, to make a decision, splits off, and then you have two worlds. Hyper-time. You know, you go back in time, it splits off. They, they said something like, this will be the, the birth of the multi or the multiverse will, multiverse will be born out of this, and I wonder if it's going to be a thing where he travels back in time, and then either creates the multiverse by that action, uh, which was already done in the CW show. And I was talking to a friend of mine last night. It's like, well, maybe the multiverse has multiple beginnings. You know, cool. no, you know what? I didn't take that literally. I, I know, I know mm. what you're saying. The birth it might of not the multiverse. Be. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. more the birth of us being able to tell all these stories at the same time. Separate stories. In, an introduction to yeah. the concept of the yeah. multiverse. And not, that could be the case too. Yeah, that not could inception be yeah. of the multiverse. Uh, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, that yeah. whole that whole panel was um, the film division, the television division, the comic books, and I forget who the fourth... Oh, just the moderator. And they were all just making a case for quit fucking thinking about it. We're going to do a bunch of different stuff. Like, that literally was the... Brandon, you watched it, right? Like, the whole point of it was just like, yeah, yeah, we can do whatever we want, and and it's all a part of the plan. We can do mm-hmm. whatever we want, and it's all yeah. like I'm down with that. Which, which is super cool, like, but it was like yeah. after after about 15 minutes of it, I was like, all right, <laughs> I got it. See, you know what? Uh, see, 
right, think the yeah. reason why we're even questioning it to the point we are is because their track record is not good. It's no. becoming better, but because their track record is not so good, you're, yeah. you, you question it because the idea of them having a movie where, with the Flash and the Flash and this being his first solo movie and yet they're still going to kind of like stuff it with this whole idea of multiverses and other characters and nine different Batmans and whoever knows they might even find a way to stuff you know Linda Carter back into her suit or something like that you know the idea that all those might happen sure it boggles your mind and you can see this being a clusterfuck because you've seen how they have handled some things and have dropped the ball before but if you give them the benefit of a doubt that we all gave the uh, something like uh, the Miles Morales movie, you know, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, it was his first movie, yet it still introduced all these 9,000 different versions of Spider-Man into it, and yet it still all made sense. We still all enjoyed it. It didn't lose touch with the main character. Um, and it worked on a multitude of levels. So I think they're trying asking for us to give them that benefit of a doubt. Have they maybe earned it? Maybe not. But they're asking. The the one <laughs> the one thing that I thought was super great about both of these panels, the the multiversal one and the and Flash, they made a point to call out that um, Grant Gustin's Flash gives yes. cinema Flash. Yeah. The idea for his name, because he says yeah. you're a you're a you're all you're a Flash, and he's like, yeah, okay. So like the cinematic I, <laughs> version got his name from the CW. It would right. be cool yeah. if Grant Gustin made a canon. quick appearance in that's this canon. movie. You know, that was yeah. Canon. Now is b- canon. before we go on, can we talk about the suit a little bit? Also, Please. I think yeah, it's it great. Looks, yeah, it looks like it came out of the Green Lantern movie universe. <laughs> <laughs> So I've never been a fan of the yellow lines, uh, especially in the comics. I like that they look more red than yellow here. And so I like going into it, I was like, ooh, better than I expected. I also like the little, uh, the more wing-like nature of the earpieces that they were cool. And I like it, it a lot better than the Justice League one. So. Oh, it is, it is light years better than, than yeah. the Justice League yeah. Snyderverse costume. That thing is a car wreck. Although apparently that he was supposed to get a new costume in Justice League, right? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Oh, it looks. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm into it for what they're gonna do for a movie. I'm into it. Oh, nice. Um, I. Ooh. I don't. I I'm I'm I want to see it in motion. I yeah. like I don't yeah, like the weird musculature of the the speed lines. So in the mm. comic, it's the speed lines are kind of like a a, a lining or a piping of the suit. So they kind of like blend in. This is like a lining or a piping of musculature, mm. and I don't like it. Yeah. And these are just concept. Like this is concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. but that's Oops. that goes to what JD was saying about how it feels like the Green Lantern movie because that was like yeah, yeah. lighting musculature. So yeah. he just looked like a sing- yeah. yeah. I hope that's not what it's like. But I do like the idea of the light source being. The flash symbol emanating out, mm. which I thought was really really cool touch. Mm. Yeah. Randy has been going on about this for twenty four hours now. He keeps doing <laughs> this quote: "It's good you just didn't like it," and I don't understand why. Is it about our next topic, the Snyder Cut? Probably, yeah, I, I guess. I think that's oh. what he meant. 
Also, Ezra Miller used the phrase flash fact like four times, and one of them yeah. was about an actual this thing is faster than us kind of thing. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I, th- I think he's into his character. It's just not a Barry yeah, Allen yeah, that yeah. anyone recognizes. For sure. Yeah. 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 That's um, all. Um, actually, staying in order, as Brandon wants to do, the <laughs> next topic is Suicide Squad Roll Call. Ooh! Uh, as there was an introduction to all the characters oh, yeah. and who was playing who. In the uh, new Suicide Squad movie, uh, and there was, uh, I didn't see the panel. What I saw was kind of like, so I didn't see an introduction to who's You didn't need to see I, the panel. Yeah, I the saw panel the trailer either. that was kind of like made of like behind the scenes um, stuff. And um, I saw, uh, to me, and it, it looked fun. It looked like madcap fun. I'm not going to lie. The best part of the trailer was the peacemaker like to me to see the peacemaker come to life and to see john cena like embody (laughs) that character right there on the screen i was like yo i am in on suicide yeah it looks like it looks like a high budget um version of that janine garofalo superhero movie the mystery, mystery man. man. Mystery oh, man. That's such a, yeah. that's such a great movie. Believe it or not, so that's like a pretty we... big budget. <laughs> oh, well, a, be- a better budget. Um, and, uh, yeah, it looks like you've got the Suicide Squad, but then the mystery men come in just to get murdered. And I was like, right. this looks like a bucket of fun. I, and oh, I do and like... I do like... aware, uh, Peacemaker is, is the inspiration for the comedian in Watchmen. Yes. I, I yes. like oh. the idea. His character motivation, too, was great. Like, James Gunn just told John Cena, like, just be... Captain America, but a douchebag. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's like, done. Yeah. I got I that. also really liked Harley's costume. I mean, yeah. joke online, I was like, I can't believe she has pants and sleeves. What? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But I love it. She looks I awesome. Love it. I love it. It was, it was really, really cool. The, the, all that stuff was like a lot electronic press kit fluff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it was so cool. I'm so yeah, into this movie because some of it, yeah. some of it was, um, some of it was finished. Some of it was just behind the scenes. So you got to right. see some, right. some polka dot man action that was like fully mm. realized. Uh, the weasel as an actual like animated character. I know. <laughs> I couldn't believe it's just that. such weird shit. And when uh, James Gunn was talking about the aesthetic of the of the movie, it being a uh, John Ostrander straight out of the seventies. But today, and then they st- mm-hmm. they showed characters in costume. I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a fucking swing. That's a big swing. Yeah. Like, just just the peacemaker's helmet is a huge <laughs> swing. So dumb. I know, right? But it I loved dope. it. It was, was it? Yeah. I, so I didn't see the trailer, but I know what his helmet looks like, and it's a it, it's an artifact. <laughs> it's it, and big. it's spot on. It is uh, cool. spot on. <laughs> yeah, I could I couldn't believe it either. I couldn't believe they made it come true. <laughs> In real life, it was. Uh, it was it's it was a. It's a fu- but um, I think I, I'm a. As a Doctor Who fan, I, I'm very excited mm. for Capaldi as the Thinker, ah. with like mm. weird yeah. nodes in his head and stuff. I hope it. Is blows this the Flash down. villain? The yeah. Flash villain, the Thinker. That cool. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it looked like fun. James Gunn was saying. It, I mean, of course, it was all you know. It's all hype. He was saying like <laughs> it was, it's most fun he's had on a movie set in a long time, and it, and it, that it's was fair a, to say because. Yeah. It's already been about five years since he did Guardian Galaxy 2, so it's fair to say. But um, 
it looked like fun. It it, yeah. it did look like fun, and it, it looks like it's going to be a winner. I never thought I would be care about a Suicide Squad sequel, but <laughs> it's still well, as soon as they announced James Gunn, I was like, oh, I'm in. Hmm. That's true. It's That's over. A, true. It's he, over a year away too. I think like it's not coming out till October of next year. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. no, wait. Yeah. No, I think it's no. coming out in the summer. Uh, Batman summer. is October of next year. I'm sorry. Right. Um. Continuing down on the line, oh, we're not going to the next suicide thing? No, on the line is Black Batman, um, which is not necessarily Black Batman, but the writer, John Ridley, of uh, uh, a noted screenwriter, an Academy Award-winning screenwriter, I, I believe, mm-hmm. and the artist Nick Darrington will be making a Batman book who they say features a person of color. It will mostly, most likely, and actually I believe the article uh, he, uh, John Ridley says, that the four-issue miniseries will focus primarily on Luke, uh, Luke Fox and the Fox family. Uh, the Fox family, yeah. He didn't mention yeah. Luke yeah. specifically. So we still don't know who it is, right? That's going to be. That's going to be well, Batman. Wh- right, seems- right. We don't know who's going to be Batman, but okay. that's the characters and the you. family that is going to be mostly. Uh, and isn't Luke Luke Fox is on. Batwing, right? Yes. Right. He already is. is right. he, he was, he's a part of the Bat family. And he but was he going wasn't to be the Batwing in 5G, so that's why people are thinking that, like, this is just going to, like, it seems like they already had 5G stuff, like, planned, so they're just doing it, but not as a part of 5G. Right. Uh, like, they're not going to do the whole revolution they were talking about kind of no. thing. Which yeah. bums me out. I was looking forward to that. Hmm. Well, for those who don't may not know, 5G is, is, was this, um, uh, uh, it, it sounded like a, a initiative that they were going to implement uh, when Dan DiDio was it still in, in in place there at DC, it's, and it stands for fifth generation, sorry, the right. fifth generation of the heroes, not not right. cell service. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, uh, to kind of like yeah. swap out some of their their, their bigger name legacy characters <laughs> with newer versions of themselves, um, and they kind of like they backed away <laughs> hard from that initiative and. There's talk that this miniseries that John Ridley is going to be writing is kind of like leftovers mm. from that initiative. Mm. Um, I'm excited. Look, I am a recent devotee to any, anything Nick Darrington does, so I'm excited for that. Uh, I like John Ridley. Uh, I've liked most of his, his work in the uh, in the movie sphere. Well, he did so, American Way, didn't he? The, car- the comic book he, series? He, he did the comic book American Way, which I was a fan of. Yep. He also, I believe, was the writer or co-writer of uh, 12 Years a Slave yeah. yes. as well. Um, so I, I enjoy a lot of his work, and I'm interested in seeing what those two have cooked up together. I would just be, be even more interested, I, I think, if this was a creator um, owned property as opposed to being shoehorned mm. into the world of Batman, but you know I'll still I'll still check it out. Maybe you know? maybe it'll be um, so. My initial I got like the feeling pangs like for for um, Far Sector how I feel about it now and and mm-hmm. Naomi like mm. an amazing artist and then a twist on a character trope. And I was just right. like, "This is going to be great." So I, I hope, I hope that it. And I didn't read that it was only four issues. That bums me out. I want more than that. I hope they're going to be double sized. Make them prestige. 
Do something big. Four omnibuses. Yeah. <laughs> Four <Yeah>. absolutes. <laughs> I want. I want. I want good paper quality for Nick Darrington's art. Yeah. Oh. Is this in continuity? Did they say? It doesn't. It doesn't. I missed. I missed a couple of panels of like an hour or two in the in the middle here, so I didn't see this one either. I honestly, this was like this wasn't even its own panel. They just introduced this at the end of like, oh okay, something called Batman Legacy. So like this was the legacy of Batman is also more than Bruce Wayne kind of thing. I straight up missed it because I thought that this was a panel I could skip. Like Mm. yeah, yeah, I get, I get why Batman's important. Like I know what the multiverse is, guys. Let's yeah, go. yeah, but it was, <laughs> right. but it was Brandon that in the chat was just like John Ridley, Nick Darrington. No, that was JD. <laughs> oh, was it JD? Yeah. I'm like I don't. That was me. I, what happened? So you missed all the cool stuff, but you watched the Batman Legacy. What? Yeah. Mean Beyond JD, Batman? I got to JD, see Batman Beyond stuff. make fun of Batman '66, and that was fun. That was fun. It was a fun <laughs> thing, and I, I like to see it. <laughs> Yeah, I want to check that out too. Some of yeah. the some some of the content was like DVD extras that you just kind of passively yeah. put on. Yeah, I mean they didn't even. Yeah, they just redubbed stuff and they showed the old Batman thing. Um, I didn't expect them to be making fun of the Adam West one as much as they were. You know, um, and uh, you know it was cool that it was cool that they made it happen. I liked it. Next, next thing is Milestone is ah! returning. Ah, yes. For the fourth time, they've announced that Milestone will be <laughs> will be coming back. However, they've given a date to this. Uh, Milestone will be coming back in February with both print and digital first comics. There's also the potential, oh no, the potential of live action film and TV adaptations, animated adventures, and perhaps podcasts. Hmm. Which way will they go? The one that doesn't pay anybody? I think I see that happening. <laughs> they will be releasing digital versions of older Milestone stuff between September and February, yeah. probably to reintroduce the characters and the concepts. They should um, release trades, too. Thank you. Did they ever release any Milestone trades? I haven't seen them in decades. Mm. I don't even yeah. know if they ever existed. They yeah, must have, right? You would trades think, weren't but as big I, I, when they were coming out, though, either. Yeah, true. Yeah, trades weren't really a thing, but I mean, but God knows, repap- republishing things in trade format is long been a thing. Yes. Um, and if you're not going, if you're going to do it, now is the time. Uh, milestone for those who don't know, because you probably weren't born when <laughs> <laughs> Milestone first hit the comics, um, was a line of DC comics that featured all ca- original characters of color, who like- at one time. I believe originally they existed in their own universe. Yes. Um, yeah. I like the that green. That is essentially kind con- Oh, uh, are these not going to be in their own universe now? Is it going to be part of DC? I don't know if they've, they've said, but they have been merged into the yeah. DC universe over time now. That's the uh, one thing that I would hate to lose, is that, like, I'd love it if they were just in Dakota in the DC universe and Static and Icon can still interact with, like the Justice League and the Teen Titans and whatever, you know. I don't I don't like Icon's new costume. I like yeah, the, I, I really the like the green cape man. ring thing. Yeah. I miss that I miss that green cape. But whatever. Yeah, uh, Icon Icon and Rocket um who most recently seen on Young Justice. Mm. Um the highest profile character to come out of the Milestone line was Static. Um, who had his own comic book and then had his own fairly successful animated uh, Saturday morning series, 
uh, Static Shock. Mm-hmm. Randy Green says that they did release Milestone Trains. They were they went out of print, and the lawsuits kept them from getting mm-hmm. reprinted again. Yes, there, there was a lot of legal entanglement mm-hmm. with Milestone over the years that has kind of like stopped them from re- restarting the line and restarting the initiatives. And I, I think mo- many of those hurdles have been uh, leaped. And that's why we're going to finally see them return to the comic book stands in February. So and I'm looking forward to that. No hardware yet. No hardware. Was that not hardware in the background, I wondered, with the wing? He didn't normally have wings, but it looks like a mechanical suit. Like, I, that was they, a mechanical suit, they though, just, right? They just made, yeah. a, they made a point in, in the panel of, like, uh, joking about how they, no plans for hardware yet. But uh, huh. the creative teams are pretty cool. Like, it's all OG. So... Um, mm. Reggie Hudland is writing Icon and Rocket, and mm. Dennis Cowan is drawing it, all the interiors and everything, which I thought was really, yeah. really cool. And Reggie Hudland is so- write, writing Static Shock. Or no, Dennis Cowan's writing Static Shock, but they they won't announce the artist yet. Have we, did we see a picture of, that, of Static? No, I'm sorry. Someone sent me this meme. Do you guys Have, have you guys seen the um, Django Unchained... Um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme that's been yes. going around where it's yeah. him and he's got his little snifter of wine and he's kind of laughing. Yeah. Uh, someone sent me this just now. When DC holds a 24-hour event for all DC content, but it's mostly Batman panels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my favorite new meme. I that is funny. <laughs> that's uh, so Brandon. super specific. Right? <laughs> hmm? Yeah. Brandon, what, what's your take on the Milestone characters? Like, were you into Static? When, like, that's probably yeah. your only direct experience, right? Like, Yeah, I watched Static as a kid and really liked it. So I'm excited for that. And Icon and Rocket were in Young Justice a little bit. That's all I really know of them. So, yeah, but I'm excited to see more of it. I'm probably going to try and check out this stuff when it, co- when it becomes digitized. Hmm. I'll probably try to read some of the older stuff. So, what? yeah, so that's pretty much all my, my exposure to it. What comes out first, the YA novel, right? Besides the digital stuff. The digital reprints are first, right? I'm not sure. That's ramping up till February. But then they just were like nebulous about February being the comic and the YA and the digital first at the same time, I guess. I think they might have said like it starts with like static, I think. But is it the the YA novel or the digital stuff? It says the revival will kick off with a new digital-only series starring Static Shock. Mm. Uh, sense. Are they yeah. just calling him Static be... Shock now? Uh, I don't know. That might just be the article editorializing. Right. I've never seen the, the cartoon. I was I, I was too old. I, I, I missed the boat. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, yeah. Good. It was a good cartoon. It was cool. I only watched it honestly with Olivia because it definitely skewed younger than mm. Justice League. Yeah, it's so. not my, that, that wasn't my bag. Those yep. crossovers, though, when he shows yes. up, like the future static. Oh, ho, ho. Um, oh, to give you guys a timeline thing, I just remembered there was a crossover with Milestone and at least Superman, and mm-hmm. I, maybe more. And they had uh, he had long hair at the time. Superman had long hair when this he was had his mullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were like stickers that you could. They were like cl- static cling kind of things you could put on the cover. That <laughs> you guys remember that? I can I loosely remember that. Yeah, yeah I do. it was cool. Brandon yeah, yeah. and I are just like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Oh, man. I mean, was, yeah. I'm Why would you, you put stickers on Milestone your is old. Yeah. It, it, they were I'm like old. these, I like... Look, I remember getting issues one of Icon and uh, hmm. and Hardware in the store, and hmm. 
being afraid to open them and read them because I was under yeah. the impression that these were a yeah. big deal and super important and the first ever and oh my god I never read them I just kept them I still have them I think <laughs> in my parents uh, attic in Florida I mean now might be your time you know like <laughs> yeah, with them coming the back I mean <laughs> yeah. they probably just they're, they're probably just like yellow pieces of terrible paper at this point <laughs> like a powder a powder but, in the bag but I, I remember the poly bags were also designed like they they made a big deal for the for the first issues of a bunch of the of the runs of it being the poly bag itself was sealed and it had an outline of like a different color and then the DC logo and they actually mm-hmm. advertised them as being this has never been touched by human hands mm. like they made it so prestigious and so important that as a kid I think I was probably like 8 or 9 right. I was afraid to open it so I never read the stories because I was afraid to open them. But I wanted I remember them. In the, in the early days of uh, Black Tribbles, um, a fan, and I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't remember which fan uh, it was, uh, sent us uh, all mylar out in bags the first three issues of the entire original Milestone run. Wow. So it was the first three issues of each comic. So it was wow. Static 1, 2, 3, Icon 1, 2, 3, Hardware 1, 2, 3, and I think there may be one other book. There was um, a fourth one. What was that? And I, and I still have them. Uh, Blood Syndicate. Blood Syndicate. Yes, what it was. Yeah, Blood Syndicate. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. What was the... <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember them. I don't like that one. Yeah. I never really got into. Yeah. It. All right, um, I'm looking. I'm looking. At, somebody, somebody wrote on the Bob Culp wrote. I think Milestone gets its own Earth and Multiversity. My Multiversity sense. copy it does. was it right here, so I'm gonna look it up. Yes. Ah, here we go. Excellent. Let's go to the books. Yes, it does. In Multiversity, that really crazy, insane comic book that Grant Morrison did uh, mm. a few years ago. Oh, and think, of which I, speaking of, there's the Peacemaker. Oh, uh, there he is. It is Peacemaker. Oh, those are all the like the Charlton characters as Watchmen characters. See, mm-hmm. the, right. The universe, right? Earth yeah, 4. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, because that part of that book is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, I have always wanted to go back and read, read this, and then I'm always like, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe in another universe, no. Maybe. Um, I don't want to quite step away because I know ne- uh, Noel is deep in looking up something for research sake it's all right keep going um, i wonder but, what costume they'll do oh sorry i thought you were looking for content there like <laughs> no go ahead go ahead what what costume i wonder what costume they'll do for static shock right or uh, now i'm doing it i wonder what oh. costume they'll do for static yeah <laughs> just power through guys yeah quit being so um, polite right but the uh the, the TV show one, especially the second version of the cartoon one, was very mm. cool, you know. And he didn't, as I recall, have much of a costume in the in the comic run, like the original run. He had well, like... Well, the original cover, he's got a, the Malcolm X hat. Got the Malcolm X hat, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Then, it, and then just like a black kind of jumpsuit, yeah. right? Kind of thing? Right, yeah. yeah. It, wasn't, it, wasn't, it certainly was not as comic booky. Right, as, right. As it would become, yeah. And he rode around on the trash can lid, which he did in the start of the of the uh, show too. Um, yeah, and then he got his own special one. Wait, gear helps him out. Yeah, oh, I love that thing. Yeah. The flip, little uh, kit cloud kicker vibe on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Tailspin. <laughs> but uh, the new the newer costume, the second one anyway, is like it's so well known and it's really cool. I wonder if they'll and that's what they've done in the comics when he's appeared since. So I wonder right. if they go in that direction. I just sent you guys a picture of the cover 
Um, and I don't know if that's the costume they're going to go with, but he does. Static is on it, so I don't know if that's going to be the costume he actually has. Guys, there's but, yeah. Uh, in the multiversity guidebook, no, there mm. is no, there's no milestone. No, Dakota, Earth. yeah. Oh, what is Dakota? I thought there was. I mean, I read the book once. So what does I don't that know. mean? What's Dakota? What's what? Oh, Dakota. that's where that's the city. They that's yeah. where they all live. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. There's and they no, tend to yeah. refer to it as that. There's, there's the no Dakotaverse, yeah. Of of the uh, of all the Earths that are in here, there are seven that are still unknown at the time. So like seven that aren't uh, identified of the fifty-two. But no, mm. there's no milestone in here. But there's some that I completely mm. forgot about. They tried to make Earth One its own thing. Yeah. Mm. Like Gary Frank Earth One. Like that's uh, not yeah. a yeah. that's not a universe. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Grant anyway. didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next on the docket. Now, there's one thing I'm I'm going to call a producer audit here and go uh, skip what's next on the docket and take the next the two things after that and smush it into one mm. because yeah. there were two kind of like Shazam panels. There was one where they basically announced the title for the sequel to Shazam, which will be Shazam Fury of the Gods. And it appears that it will feature Sinbad in it. Um, you guys who saw the panel can speak to it if there was uh, more to that. Sinbad, the comedian. That's a joke, yeah. right? Yeah. No, he showed up. So Sinbad yeah, he showed, showed up like, as a joke. No, but they said, like, are you going to be in the movie? And he's like, yeah. Because he's joking. The, I don't it's, yeah, I don't. So. It's all based on a there? meme. It's all well. It's all based on a meme. I know. So. I got them. I got the meme, but man, oh, because people misremember Kazam as Shazam, and they think that he was in it instead of Shaquille O'Neal. Exactly. And there's right, been right. like there's been like really fun bootleg looking memes and stuff. And right. I, I I took it as just a long con kind of a joke. If he is like bus driver number four in the movie, sure. But right. I don't think right. it's a big thing. Is it? I don't know. No. I thought Sinbad was just alluding to this whole fury of the gods and them going back into, you know, take no. going back to. No, I didn't know. Ninety so Sinbad, see it. not oh. not Jason oh. and the Argonauts Sinbad. Oh well, then, <laughs> then that would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was funny. Like it was a really good joke, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, then, well, then, less said of that, the better. <laughs> then, then let's go to the the second Shazam thing. Was they actually did a teaser, if you want to call it that, hmm. for the Black Adam movie, which will be starring uh, Dwayne Johnson, yeah. aka or formerly known as The Rock. Probably the trailer. Crazy. Uh, the trailer was basically a bunch of production art with uh, The Rock doing a voiceover. It's an infographic. Uh, giving you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, giving <laughs> you the origin of of Black Adam for the most part. And um, what was your takeaway from this, Noel? Um, it was it was like a it was like a commercial for a toy line. I don't know. It was <laughs> it was a uh, it was just an infographic. It was production art that they just hmm. like. Wild, like animated it's a uh, it was like what those um you see Motion those comic? trailers for yeah the trailers for comic book series yeah and it's right, like yeah. one static panel that does this yeah during music or voiceover <laughs> that's literally what it was it was cool 
because I'm kind of excited for the movie, especially the rest of the panel that kind of tells you how big they're going, mm. you know, including mm. Adam Smasher and the JSA and Hawkman. Like, they're doing a legitimate... It seems like they're doing a legitimate intro, or if not, a JSA movie mm. through right. the prism of Black Adam, which I thought was really cool. Mm. But the teaser itself is like, you get an idea of what he'll look like in a costume. Cool. I'm worried, honestly. You're worried? Yeah, just because, like, The Rock is fine, but, like, he's an action hero. Like, I don't know if he can do the nuance necessarily of Black Adam. And Noah Centineo, I've seen a lot of his Netflix movies, and he plays pretty much the same character in all of them. And I'm not really excited for him. He's going to be Adam Smasher. And I'm not really excited for that, because... Like I like it's a, he, all of his movies are the like teen like rom, rom, teen rom com movies that Netflix does, and yeah. you know me I like those things but they're not like great and he's not a great actor in them. And it so passed his prologue though, you know what I mean? Like everyone thought Michael Keaton would would suck as Batman because it, it, they always you know it, he hasn't made the movie yet. You know what I mean? That's true. I yeah. think I think the I I have no issue with The Rock doing whatever he says he could do. Cause yeah, me neither. He's he's made me a moat in his dumb movies. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say I don't think it, you know Rock has certainly done his share of films where he's not asked to do much but be Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Right. You know what I mean? But when he is asked to do a little bit more, uh, he has shown that he's got the chops to at least bring it and make it reasonably believable. Yeah. I mean, like, no one, no one's expected him to win an Oscar. And but for, I, for all intents and purposes, too, like, every single every single interview he's done about this movie that they've been developing for, what, the better part of a decade at this point, he right. loves the fact that it's a nasty character. Yeah. This is yeah. not... I hope that they're not going to try and, like, whitewash the nastiness of Black Adam. He, he has been portrayed as a straight-up villain, and he's been mm. portrayed as an anti-hero. He's never been just misunderstood i don't you know i don't think like that was his answer the one question that they asked was like how how powerful is he compared to the other characters something like that and the way that he was talking he was like the difference is he doesn't hold back like when superman or the flash go up after people they hold back he doesn't and so i think i think that you'll get what you're looking for in that one no i think that he's going to be an anti-hero at best in some cases um and i liked i thought they they did a really good job with what they could do which was basically just draw uh you know draw what they thought the movie would look like mm-hmm. and uh so i you know i thought they did a good job with that and i like the uh i like the design that lightning thing on the a in the in yeah. the uh title logo right uh, yeah that was cool i'm excited to see the jsa and it didn't hit me until a, a little bit later but i was like oh hawkman and and dr fate also have strong ties to their ancient Egypt, but exactly. Kandak is the, you know, where Black Adam is from, it's the DC's, like, fake country in that area. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, I'm interested to see that, too. Like, did one of them know him in the mm-hmm. in the past? Like, I mean, Hawkman was a pharaoh, actually, and Black Adam is portrayed as one of the slaves, one of the underclass. Yeah, that is uh, that is something mm-hmm. that was kind of revealed in the in the little infographic. The, the idea that this is not going to be a movie in the past or an origin of anything like it's about him waking up 5,000 years later. right right exactly well, I yeah. think, which I think is didn't, awesome didn't Shazam didn't What's Shazam that? show him like get like getting released or something I feel like there was some tease of that at some point in Shazam there was a there was a like a it was just all they did was see that there were six chairs and there's only five of them and they're like I wonder mm-hmm. who that's for 
and somebody makes a joke that I bet they're cool or I, you know, I bet they're just as nice as us or some bullshit like that. They are not. Yeah, I think there's an allusion to it. I, the one thing, I, my biggest takeaway from this was as long as this movie has been in development, I've, and as long as, like, you've seen, like, I've seen interviews of the, the Rock saying, like, you know, yeah, you know, I'm still doing this. I'm stoked for Black Adam and everything like that. The Rock is, like, signed on. I've, I think The Rock is literally booked until 2050. Like, he, <laughs> he puts his name on, like, anything and everything. So, actually seeing this teaser and hearing him do the voiceover, mm. which was to me was cemented okay you actually are going to do something in this film yeah. so i actually that actually was the best part is me. there a release date brandon was there like a thing or a year no. or something no i don't think so i'm pretty sure it's just like coming soon i mean yeah. the earliest it, would be 2022 yeah i don't think i don't think they want to even mess around with a release date right now with everything just getting pushed back and pushed back. so bob Culp just said uh black adam is giving him big scorpion king energy i want it that's what i wanted to avoid and that's why i'm glad it's not like five thousand like the egypt times of him going bad i don't want that garbage i want like him waking up now and that's why it didn't give me big scorpion king energy (laughs) yeah and it yeah. seems to have I a just, real heart to its story. Like the the he is now like he was a, a an oppressed individual and now has a great deal of power and then got locked up for that and is now free again. You know, like I don't what? remember what Scorpion King was about, but you know, it, Scorpion King was dumb. Yeah, I don't think I saw it actually. I just looked online and it looks like uh, Black Adam is slated for December twenty second, twenty twenty one. So, oh, oh! You know, know what? So he they bang out movies. He, like I don't, I have no idea how The Rock does it, but he has like four movies a year because he just goes from one production to the next. That's so all that's, he does. Though. That's totally possible that they start filming before the end of this year and it's out next year. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I I think The Rock literally says, "I will take a vacation when I am sixty. Like <laughs> he just goes from one movie set. To another movie set, to another movie set, um, and uh, let's keep let's let's keep it moving, um, because actually somebody who was it I, I just saw in the comments, Christopher Goodnight said, "Holy shit, you're still going!" I had to leave, <laughs> <laughs> and he's come back. So yes, we're still here. Um, next thing I wanted to get into was a, back, especially with JD being back. There was a trailer. For another game, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. I don't play video games. I'm not into video games. I am into trailers. I love cutscenes from trailers. I love this trailer. So like good. I, I thought I, I was like, yo, why can't this be Suicide Squad the movie? Yes, I love to <laughs> th- because I saw this before. I saw the James Gunn trailer. It's like, yo, I, if this is the movie, I'm here. I am yeah. here. This was so much fun. It was funny. It was crazy. But give give us uh, Brandon JD the uh, the thirty second pitch on exactly what Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is supposed to be. So it's going to be a game where it looks like from the trailer, it looks like maybe Brainiac or someone has my, has brainwashed the Justice League. So the Suicide Squad are tasked with apparently going to kill them. <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, it's it seems interesting that um, it's in the Arkham verse, 
which is a little weird oh. because Deadshot yeah. was shown in that verse and he was white and now this one's black. So that's a little strange. But also, Boomerang seems to have like traversal powers of some sort, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so we can catch his boom, which is funny because the boomerangs are supposed to come back to you, so I don't know why right. he's moving. But yeah. Captain so I think that's just something you put into the video game to make that more interesting. You know? Right, yeah. to make it like interesting to play as. Um, people, the fan reaction is mixed because this is a game that's been rumored for a while to be the game, the main games of the service game, which is what I was talking about earlier, where it's like loot boxes and like a lot of paid content over like every few months and stuff like that. Right, right. So people are worried about that. And also people are like, uh, the world kind of sucks right now. I'd rather play as a hopeful Justice League than play as villains having to kill my heroes. So that's something that people aren't necessarily ecstatic about. But um, also just, you know, as fans, you want to play as the Justice League, not kill the Justice League. So, no, yeah. I want to play the, I want to play as Suicide Squad. I've played as the Justice League so many times. I've mm-hmm. played as Batman so many times. I, I'm excited right, but, for this. I think it's a new and fun look at... Um, the Suicide Squad, uh, the fact that you get to play as them and the goal is to murder the, the big dogs. Uh, and the cutscene is just phenomenal. All of the character designs, the animation looks amazing. Uh, I'm way more into this than I am any of the designs or the animations for the Avengers game that's coming up. Me too. I just There's something about the design, the facial designs of all of the characters in that, that they all just looked creepy and wrong. They don't look like the characters to me. Mm-hmm. So, Talking um, about the Avengers. Yes, yeah. Right. Like Uncanny Valley stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, this Suicide Squad I think looks like a lot of fun. I'm very excited for it. I don't really know much about what Brandon's talking about with regard to, like, the release and how you kind of pay for it. I'm not a huge gamer. I don't have a lot of time in my life for games. I buy a bunch of discs and then they sit around and then ten years later I'll get to play it. <laughs> so, um... I don't really know what Brandon's talking about. It'll release in segments. That's what... We don't know for sure yet, but it's been rumored for a while to be a live service game. And the reason they're called that is because it's like a living experience kind of thing where the game changes over time because usually they'll release, like, new content for it over, like, every few months or so. They'll release, like, new seasons, sort of. And usually with games like that, you sometimes you have to pay for those new seasons which can be annoying for people because you're not you're buying a $60 game and not getting the full experience oh and that's also, my next question they're $60 and then you have to keep paying for it mm-hmm. you usually it's like 10 or $20 a seat like a season but those seasons come out every like few months and then also those games usually have like different gear and stuff and you usually have to pay for the different gear well you can either play for like thousands of hours and get enough money in game to buy the gear or you pay like 20 bucks to get your cool costume and stuff. Now, none of that has been confirmed for this game, so I don't want to say that's for sure, but that's been the rumor for a while, and so that's why people are nervous. Rob Patey says, me want gameplay footage before I can tell, and of course, yeah. But like, yeah. as far as a cutscene from a video game, I thought this nailed it. Looked very cool. And Bob Culp says, the squad seemed kind of light, would have liked to have seen Black Manta on the team. I will say, I was kind of like also waiting to see like one or two more of the suicide so squad kind of like pop up but i i would imagine one this is a trailer they'll probably come up in you know in the game maybe to what brandon says they'll be added right. on i don't know those are the perfect type of things where oh you might you can pay 20 bucks and you can play as your favorite suicide squad member right so, yeah. yeah yeah so i mean look i mean it's also that is the world that we are entering into 
gentlemen. subscription. So, yeah. Yeah. I think so, companies looked around at cable and cell phones and they were like, why not us? Right. <laughs> why don't we have people I, pay us every month? Yeah. I actually, yesterday, uh, here in Philadelphia, in, um, where was it? Uh, right here, around where I live, in uh, Port Richmond, there is a car wash that has a subscription service. $13, $13 a month, unlimited car washes. You can, I have, and yo. I have that service. That Does that deal. work out to $13 a car wash? <laughs> I, I have a, I pay $35 a month for a, a monthly car wash, and because going once is like 22 bucks. So if I just go mm. like two or three times a month, I'm fine. Yeah. Well, then I, go, getting... I get my car washed once every nine months, probably. <laughs> once every rainstorm. <laughs> I was about to say it's, my co- it's called <laughs> monsoon <laughs> <Right>. season. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Different let's, strokes. All right, now. How JD, many more do we have left? JD, we've got two more, and these are the big ones. So which one do you want to hit first? We've got uh, the I Snyder Cut. Well, and we've got the Batman first. trailer. We should finish let's do that Batman. one first. We'll go out on a high note. Let's all talk <laughs> over each other. <laughs> yes, and I'm awesome. talking to JD. Well, I'm, everyone was talking, so I missed it. I know. Don't you hate when that happens, JD? I hate it. <sighs> so what he was saying is... That and he was talking to me, Brandon. What I was saying <laughs> so is... So what he was saying is that there's... Is that <laughs> we uh, have two left. Which one do you want to go out on? <laughs> the Snyder Cut? <laughs> oh, oh, JD. JD, you just made my dreams come true. We, we, we could go out on the Snyder Cut or we can go out. I wasn't saying anything. The Snyder Cut uh-huh. or the Batman trailer. Oh. Where do you want to go next? Let's do the Batman trailer. Oh. Okay. Very good. So we're going to go out on something that everyone shits on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so the Batman trailer, Matt Reeves Batman trailer. Uh, we got a, a a teaser trailer for this film, starring Robert Pattinson. It stars a Bruce Wayne, uh, reportedly in his second year. He's starting to make a name for himself. He seems to be trusted <laughs> by the GCPD, led by uh, James Gordon. Um, uh, we see Catwoman. We see mm. what appears to be the possibly the Riddler. We also show some awesome footage of Batman beating up a thug. We yeah. see a full <laughs> look, the full look of the Batman costume. I actually like that they didn't play peekaboo with the costume in this trailer. Um, yeah. He, uh, what harsh. did we think of the Batman? Brian Lee. Oh, we liked it. And I individually liked it a lot. So I was a little iffy about this. I'd heard a lot. He's going to do his take on Batman. And I just want to see Batman, right? And I was like, ah, it's not going to be part of the other universe. Why can't he just be part of the other universe? So I was iffy. And why is it an all-black costume? I can't see the symbol. I saw this trailer. It blew me away. Mm. This trailer was amazing. You can see the symbol because it's a different reflective material. So that I like that part. Um, he moves like Batman uh, in that one. Oh, that fight scene that, that we were all mm. talking about a second ago yeah. was amazing. And then the extra punches at the end is, yeah. is such a character moment for him. Um, and uh, presumably the crowd that was <laughs> of other uh, thugs that were watching him. 
you know, hoodlum, or, uh, henchmen, I should say. Um, and, <coughs> uh, yeah, phenomenal. Um, the, the guy who plays Gordon, I, I... Jeffrey Wright. Like, yeah, one of the best parts of Westworld, if not the best part, and I've seen him yep. here or there. He's great. Um, I didn't realize Andy Serkis was playing Alfred, so that's fun. Oh! And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, and, I'm- uh, Pattinson is, is, uh... I think he's going to do a good job, and and I like what Matt Reeves said about like the psychological, uh, who is Batman and Bruce Wayne in in relation to each other, and that it's going to be a detective story. He's the world's greatest detective. What movie has done strong detective work? You know, I'm pumped. I'm real pumped. Nice. Yeah. Go ahead, Noel. Oh, um, I mean, I agree with everything. Uh, I like the idea that it's. I I don't know. The, um, I trust Matt Reeves implicitly because he made me give a shit about planet of the apes right <laughs> so i'm i'm down uh the 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 20 minutes of him talking story and intention before showing the trailer i was just in it because he was talking about all of these great things and inspirations that were were very appealing to me including uh darwin cook's version of uh, ego version of batman and and selena mm. kyle and and how they're incorporating this version of the, the the Riddler and how it's completely different. And then, judging by the trailer, it's like a weird uh, Seven-esque murdery mm. Riddler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved the... I loved that it's not... It's, it's supposed to be like year two of uh, Batman. No longer a rookie, but still kind of figuring out where he fits. Making things yeah. on the fly. Everything's a little bit... It's not proto but it's still just kind of you know version 2.0 as opposed to perfect and i loved mm-hmm. the very beginning of this trailer um is them at a crime scene and batman is there in daylight working with the cops yes yeah so yeah. that is i know that the, the version of that kind of was in the dark knight where he was at least invited into the interrogation room specifically for joker but the idea of this this um, police precinct, or this just like the, this PD that is so incredibly uh, corrupt and inept, straight up inviting a vigilante <laughs> into a crime scene was just so cool to me. I was like, "Oh, it's going to be this kind of movie." And then they show they kind of quickly show him fighting with a bunch of cops in an interrogation room or a, a holding pen. It looked like, and mm-hmm. and it made me excited for the idea of they're going to explore the broken process also mm. which i thought was really 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 cool and then of course you got the the stuff of him in the suit uh fighting which was just like yeah i dig it i really really dig yeah. it this was great and the music choice was fantastic and the title sequence was so oh, incredibly awesome yeah yeah yeah, I didn't. I was not a super big fan of watching the logo in just a, a, a picture of the logo with the red lettering yeah. and the bat, you know, superimposed on it. But watching it yeah. in real time, mm. oh, it was epic. This and it, the, was, it should be noted they've only filmed about twenty five percent of the movie yeah. so far, and this this was the footage that they have from that. Yeah. So yeah. this is like barely act two shit. Like there's mm. this is nothing, mm. right? And it was so affecting. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah, shout out Bob Culp saying that he's excited to see Jeff, Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. I don't. Again, that's another 
guy I don't think I've seen do bad work in mm-hmm. anything. Action figure expert uh, says, uh, I think this movie will be large. Do we think this movie will be larger than the Chris Nolan movies? I don't even want to like, like uh, uh, what get do, into all of that. What does he because mean, one, though? In scope? In, in popularity? In... Like popularity, popularity, yeah, maybe oh, okay. a popularity. Who knows what he means? But, but but to be honest, I'm prepared to just let one. It is still just a trailer. Uh, two to to uh, Noel's point, they've only filmed 25 percent of it, mm. and and three, I'm prepared to let it be its own thing. You know what I mean? Yes, but so, how much money do you think it'll make? <laughs> <laughs> Give us a dollar. Give us a dollar. Uh, closest to the closest cent. Go. <laughs> Brandon. Uh, to Noel's point, well, so I liked it all, obviously, but especially to Noel's point about the cop stuff, I think that was good because they've said that the show, which is going to be in the same universe, they said that's going to be the year one. Oh. So that's going to be real fun, I think. That's something oh. that excites me the most is that, like, we'll see, we'll see that how that department like how it how it works and we'll see how corrupt it is in that and then this i feel like will be a kind of culmination of that yeah so that's something i'm really excited for and yeah the Which whole thing really excites me i'm not i'm not sure because they haven't even given a title for the show so i it's, don't know it's gonna be like it's gonna be squishy so like okay yeah i don't know if the movie will come out first or the show will come out first but the the show is supposed to be the depth the depths of the corruption and shadiness and shittiness that could mm. facilitate a vigilante being welcomed, right? Mm. Uh, right. Like, so think of more and not like procedural, like you know, Law and Order. Mm. More so, The Wire or The Shield. Some really gritty, nasty shit, anti-hero stuff with the mm. GCPD, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and the show that you're alluding to is a show that is going to be set in this same world. Yeah. Of the Matt Reeves, uh, the Batman film. Um, for my money, I don't know. I purposefully have le- uh, not read a whole lot into the series that they're talking about. Um, I just hope that they follow the model of it just being a one season and done. If it's going to be kind of like an introduction to this GCPD, mm-hmm. that's great. I don't need to see multiple seasons of that. Just do one tight story and then just let that that. GCPD live in whatever the Batman movies are mm-hmm. that follow in its wake, you know. Um, but I like, I, I love this. You don't see much of her, and she doesn't do much. But I do want to shout out uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, uh, who is also in the yeah. in here as the Catwoman. Uh, JD, what was your take? Uh, uh, you're smiling. I'm not sure what else I could say that hasn't been said here. I don't want to reiterate everyone else's thoughts, but I agree with everybody else here. I'm very excited about it. And um, Zoe Kravitz, I like the look of her. The first thing you see of her is she's got like um, her like mask on, a scully yeah. on, like a scully cap, and then it makes the ears. Yeah, just a little um, Which looks kind of cool. Hmm. And um, uh, just, just from the get-go, right, from Jump, you've got the sound, you've got a black screen, and you've got the sound of duct tape being stretched mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and so i didn't even know what kind of batman movie this was going to be if this was going to be a year one and i was like is he putting together his outfit with duct tape is he duct taping his suit together is that the batman we're getting and then when they show the the reveal of what it is uh i think it uh i was like oh shit that looks pretty great so it's a very different look for the riddler I'm only assuming it's a Riddler because he rhymes, and then the question marks at the end of the trailer, it could be a different character, but I have a feeling it's the Riddler. Um, sort of a, a different look for that character. 
But um, yeah, I, I'm very excited. I think it looks really, really cool. Even with a, to that point, even with billions say, of dollars. Oh fuck! No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, go, go. Was, go even go. with billions of dollars and unlimited resources, duct tape is how you make your first costume. <laughs> Well, even with billions of dollars, what I was going to say to JD's point about it being year one and it still kind of works year two is that his costume still feels very makeshift because mm. when you see him walk up, when you int- first introduced to him, you see his boots and his boots don't look like some, you know, highly floss yeah. polymer base, you know, yeah. space age yeah. boot. You know, this looks this looks like you know Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah, yeah I was those are. Say, he went to Hot Topic and got some. <laughs> those uh, are those are wolves. <laughs> yeah, those are just wolf, steel tip Wolverines with like some padding on them. Like exactly. he's got shin guards. That's it. Right, and his costume still looks very, you know, stitched together. the The Batmobile is definitely just a muscle car. Oh, it looks you so know. awesome. Looks cool. It's so cool. Yeah. It looks it looks awesome what's, though. What's the What's the line in Dark Knight? I'm not wearing hockey pads. What's the difference between yeah. you and me? Oh, yeah. What's the difference between you and me? <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> <coughs> also, the train, also the training. I need a lozenge. <laughs> oh, speaking of things Batman says, that was a cool response to who are you? I am vengeance. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was a good play on the... Yeah, he says oh, he's vengeance a lot, yeah, but this was a good way to do it. They show him fight twice, technically. Like, he, he has yeah, that weird yeah. little, like, scuffle with Catwoman, and I loved his very weird reaction of, like, Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then also the the very um, quick put down brawler version of mm-hmm. him taking down like that that mutant that street thug was so effective. Not in a showy yeah. way, but like in an economic way. And that totally yeah. that's how Batman would be, right? Not yeah. not a flowy sidekick, or a, he would just like <laughs> down. Well, even yeah. just on top of that, he goes an extra three or four punches and then gets up and stares at the rest of the group like. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because right. it was message. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was message. It's yeah. I, I liked it. They're, they're, I mean, and even even the costume, even the, the cow as a pseudo, you know, motorcycle helmet mm. with, you know, the whole black, like, kind of like daredevil look to the eyes, you know, because it's all one color and stuff. Is I love the white eyes? Like, no, it's not. No, it's just got grease paint over. There was yeah, one scene the, where, like, a still that looked like it, but it was a still in it, you know, so, okay, I just wanted, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. The, he's kind of, like, got the, the grease paint much in the way Sister Knight does in uh, Watchmen. Mm, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, and and it worked, but it 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 because it worked because when you saw him without the mask, you saw the grease paint as opposed right. to when you would see it in um. It, I'm Dark thinking of like a back in I, Michael Keaton, you never saw the paint. Yeah, I right, love right. that. Twice in the trailer, they show him post helmet, mm-hmm. like him actually take it off with messy as fuck hair and yeah, yeah. grease paint. I'm like, yeah. Like yeah. like a mechanic in their garage, you wouldn't just see the car; you would see like the dirt on their hands and the shit everywhere. Like that, yeah. I loved. Like I hate yeah. I hate that every single version of Bruce Wayne, his Batcave is like an Apple Genius bar, of just everything perfect <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Like no, it's messy work, and he's doing things constantly. Yeah. There was a good uh, skit. Uh, what was it? Pete Holmes were doing these uh, skits called Bad Man, 
mm-hmm. which were Batman skits, uh, which are just hilarious. But there was one where he's trying to convince somebody that he's not Batman, that he's Bruce Wayne, and he like makes them turn around. And when they turn back around, he's got his helmet off. But and he's like dressed as Bruce Wayne, but he has the grease paint around his eyes. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Bob Cole, so this is exactly what I was going to bring up to you guys, and Bob Cole beat me to it. Why do you think the street thugs are wearing Joker makeup? Is this movie post Joker? No. Good question. I mean, it's not I, in the Joker verse. Yeah, I don't think it is at all. No, no, I mean, oh, not I think that. it oh, means post- is this yeah. movie yeah. post the, like maybe A they met Joker. the Joker in year one? Right. And yeah. this is after the Joker already exists. That would oh, be interesting, possible. and and a cool like, a cool way to show that like, oh yeah, stuff you know has already happened, but not everything, and um, they could make reference to, like, oh, this is like that guy that you stopped. Like maybe his Joker is the one and only kind of name comic book villain that he's faced. Hmm. I don't know. I I I didn't think about it, but I I don't know if they would just waste it. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, if it anything, it would be like, if anything, I would it, like. There's this gang of clowns, and some dipshit usurps it and makes it his. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. No, no I, that's the yeah. first thing I noticed. I was like, wait, why are there Joker goons? Well, I understood what you it, meant, Bob. Post Joker encounter this new universe. Yeah, absolutely. Not post Joker yeah. the film that is oddly right. celebrated. Um, but yeah, I get it. So we're, right. looking for, we're looking forward to, to the Batman. It'll be hitting uh, screens in 2021. I think it's uh, Brandon or somebody said it's slated for October, October 1st. Those question marks, I think they were, I don't think that was a stylistic choice alone. I think that was like, we're not sure yet exactly when they're coming <laughs> yeah. out. Like, coming. Yeah, yeah. Coming. Yeah. Stay no, tuned. I, I thought it was cool for that, for in that way. They're, they're scheduled to go back to film next month. I don't think they're going to miss that October date. It was supposed to be next May, and then it was pushed to October. So, it's I I don't think it's going to be one of those movies that misses the next date. They they they're not doing the just add two weeks, just add two weeks constantly. Like they immediately went like (laughs) six months. Yeah. All right, we're 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 at the two hour and fifty mark. You get ten minutes to talk about the Snyder cut. (laughs) <laughs> which is all we need to talk about the Snyder Cut, ladies and gentlemen, of Justice League, which will be coming your way to HBO Max um, sometime in 2021. They released a trailer, as much as they could, of the of the film, which shows the uh, that gives you looks at the the Flash saving Iris West. The death of Silas Stone, the father of Cyborg, a destroyed Hall of Justice, black suit Superman, and what appears to be um, Darkseid, pre-Omega sanction, we don't know, It's but it, Darkseid is in there. It gives you, uh, certainly gives you the sense of the story of the film is much different than the <laughs> film that we had we saw released um and it's what everyone was waiting for to see exactly what the snyder cut will reveal brandon jackson shorts how'd you feel about the snyder cut my man i liked it i'm real excited for it um i liked all the things that they showed i'm excited to see more of it there's gonna show more of cyborg apparently that was something snyder was talking about a lot which I think is going to be real cool. 
Um, yeah, all in all, I think I don't. I think the worst thing about Justice League. I know everyone's gonna dunk on it in a sec, but I think the worst part of it was that it was two competing visions in one movie. And so I think now that there's going to be one vision, whether or not I'm not saying it's going to be a perfect movie, but I definitely think this is going to be much better than what we originally saw. Uh, oh, also I liked um, what's his whatever the villains guy, whatever his name was. I liked his new look. I know you guys are going to say you don't because it's all CGI. Steppen, Steppenwolf. But personally, I think yeah, Steppenwolf. I think it was much better than what was originally shown. I like the black suit. Um, I don't think it really matters that much. I know people are excited about it. I don't think it matters that much either way. But, yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. That's, that's, fair. that's, fair. that's fair. I am also yeah, excited. For the yeah, film? Yeah, I, I, I agree with Brandon. I think everything he said is yeah. right on point. Yeah. Um, the Justice League was a mess because there are two different people, mm-hmm. you know, hacking it together. And I'm at least excited to check out what was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Or at least as close to what it was supposed to be as they're able to get, you know, uh, you know, yeah. posthumously. With with that said too, what it was supposed to be in its most bloated format, because it's no longer a movie; it's mm. a miniseries. It's going to be a miniseries. So yeah. I'm into that aspect of. It. Oh no, I, I I think that's cool oh, yeah. too. It's just oh, yeah. like this is the 88th inter- iteration of what the Snyder Cut <laughs> was supposed to be, and blah blah blah. This is what you're going to get. Um, I'm very excited for it. I, I really really yeah. want to see it. My reaction to the trailer was visually looks like a Snyder movie. Uh, it, pretty cool new stuff. The the song was awful, or the placement oh of the song was absolutely awful, and oh. it was it was yeah. it, it pissed me off. Yeah, same. <laughs> it pissed I was like, me oh, off. Oh come on! The the how pompous! The visuals were spectacular, and it just it reminded me, which I haven't thought about this in a very long time. But it reminded me of the opening credit sequence to Justice League. And I was just like, God fucking damn it. Yeah. Why? Like, slow motion. Awfulness. Guys, like, I think I gotta go. I gotta go oh. do something. So, oh, bye, right, buddy. Everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bye. Um, so, I have found that there is a segment of... I'm not, I'm not talking about everyone who wants a Snyder Cut. <laughs> Making this clear. I think that there is a segment, a subsect of the Snyder Cut people, who I call Snyder Bros, who are extremely toxic, and if you happen to even mention the word Snyder on Twitter, they descend <laughs> on you like parademons. Mm. And, um, I, and, I, and I always wondered, what, why, what, is it about, what is it about this that, that brings out such toxicity? And if you don't like it, you're wrong, and you just don't understand it, and you're not smart enough, and blah, blah, blah. So, um, someone had tweeted, Scott Mendelson had tweeted this tweet. So, that trailer for the Snyder Cut of Justice League looks like the same movie? Lots of deleted scenes from the marketing campaign, but otherwise, it looks like alternate takes of existing scenes. To which, I think, that that is a pretty even-keeled response. Like, oh, okay, it looks more of the same, right? Right. Zack Snyder, also, he did not, I don't, as far as I'm aware... Scott Mendelson did not at Zack Snyder. Right, he Zach just put Snyder out his thoughts. Went went searching for people talking about his movie, yeah. and when saw this even keeled response to it, he decided to uh, is a quote tweet. He quote tweeted him, and he said, "You said you enjoyed the theatrical cut of Justice League like you enjoy your Saturday morning cartoons." Dot dot dot. Well, 
This is made for grown-ups, so you're not in the demographic. Also, cool of you to comment on a leaked teaser at Scott Mendelson. And it's like, no wonder there are so many toxic people responding to this film when you've got the leader, the guy behind the movie, calling other adults babies for having an even-keeled response to his movie trailer. I, I, I was flabbergasted when I saw this. I thought this was the, just the douchiest I mean, thing. The right response probably would have been, first of all, don't go searching for your mentions. The, the <laughs> appropriate response probably should have been like a, wait till you see the movie and you'll see just how different it is. Yes. Let's have a conversation yeah, yeah. later. Yeah. I, can't, Not, I can't wait to change your mind with, with what we're doing here. I think you're, gonna, I think you're really going to enjoy what we've put together. Not, you're a baby. Now, in fairness, you did give a lot of intonation, you know, one very positive and one very negative. Now, That's true. How, how I, read it, I read it a certain way. How else are you right. supposed to, to articulate all caps, which is what Snyder actually did respond to? Even, even for Mendelssohn, though, like you read it in a very sympathetic voice. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redo it. Hold on. Okay. So that trailer for the Snyder Cut of Justice League looks like <laughs> the same movie. Lots of deleted scenes from the marketing campaign, but otherwise it looks like alternate takes on existing scenes. And then Zack Snyder replied, You said you enjoyed the theatrical cut of Justice League like you enjoy your Saturday morning cartoons. Well, this is made for grown-ups, and so you're not in that demographic. <laughs> Also, oh, so instead of cool be- of you to comment on a leaked trailer. <laughs> so, so here's the a lot better. Can be so done. It moved, a lot can be done. It moved, it moved from being toxic to condescending. So, yeah, yeah damn right. it. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, it's still. I'm shitty. not saying there's a. Yeah, I'm not saying there's a positive way to read the response necessarily. <laughs> so much as the other one is like, it's just like, how do we deal with this in society? Text-based yeah. communication. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. By yeah. not being. Uh, a I, that question. was a great point, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Was- yeah, yeah. Um, I have a question for you guys too, and I, I just don't—I don't know the answer. Does he respond this way to other critiques of other movies, or is it like he has—he's uh, upset about the Snyder? This the is the first time I've paid attention to his Zack oh, Snyder tweet. Um, he, <laughs> okay, <laughs> he, right, right. he notorious like at least when it comes to this movie, he's notoriously mm. pretty, um, pretty harsh and pretty defensive. Mm-hmm. Understandably, I wonder how he feels about but, like Joss Whedon did all this stuff to my movie. Well, I mean, it's. I, I if it, like for all intents and purposes, Joss Whedon was just a fucking here's a paycheck yeah. and do these exact things we want you to do. Cool, for sure. whatever. Fuck it. I mean, yeah. was that smart? No. Was it good? No. Is he? Did he rip art from this man's dying chest and and piss on it? No. 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 So relax. Right. Right. Just relax. Yeah. All the yeah. dunking on on Joss Whedon is just so silly because yeah. if anything, he's He's uh, devoid of, of morals when it comes to somebody else's art, not the villain. Yeah. Who cares? I think it's more the studio, like you yeah. said, anyway, regardless. I just wanted to know if he felt, like, particularly sensitive about this one. Just to, this just one to get tweet? a fuller understanding. No. No, 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 about this movie. Absolutely. Just to get a fuller understanding of his picture, Oh, he's definitely you know? sensitive about this movie. Absolutely. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You didn't get to, get to finish it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Which, which the, the overall concept of being able to finish your vision 100 mm-hmm. percent down with it absolutely the yeah, yeah. other overall concept of being a toxic piece of shit in order to facilitate <laughs> that mm. not a fan not a fan sure. of it all so even if this is literally poetic 
motion and the best thing that's ever been put in my eyes, <laughs> it's <laughs> still going to have that stink of you are all assholes during this. So mm-hmm. why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know whether or not I will say that he was an asshole about this. Oh, I'm this. talking about I the mean... fandom. Oh, you were okay. assholes about this. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Well, I, yeah. But what do we expect? So I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> the trailer itself, it, it was fine. It, look, I'm on the, look, everyone knows. I don't, it, it, yes, I thought the song choice was offensive. I really did. I was it's like, so yeah, I was like, are we serious? Are, are we doing, are I think, we doing this? I, think I have a question. Is, is this the same um, record drop that he did for Watchmen, the sex scene? Uh, it's he the Jeff Buckley version was yeah, the, the same song. Watchmen. This is the Leonard Cohen version. Mm. Yeah. Same song. Yeah. Same song. Same song. Forty percent more. Song it was on. it was terrible in Watchmen, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed out loud in the theater. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like a, it was, there. There he was. You know they were fucking each other, and this one he's just fucking the the himself? original. I, the, <laughs> That was the most, the, like, the worst needle drop in, like, modern film as far as I'm concerned because it was so, it's such a recognizable song and it was so out of place and the way that he filmed yeah. the sex scene was, like, outtakes from showgirls where people are, like, flailing and in yeah. and, and slow yeah. motion. I'm like, there's nothing romantic or cathartic about this, which is what it's supposed <laughs> to be. This is, this is literally, like, high art porn with a terrible... <laughs> With a, a terribly realized music choice. Hallelujah. I, I would say the, the follow-up to that would be, I'm just a girl in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Well, at least that yeah, was another on Another one where we all went, oh, gee. That, thema- no. that was thematically on the nose. That's why that was yeah. offensive. This is just like, uh, Patey uh, put it in earlier. He mm. mentioned it was like, these like needle drops are like a 13-year-old thinking he's deep. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's my... That's, that's my... Uh, um, my takeaway from I think Zack Snyder's entire entire over. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just the trailer itself I just didn't care, um, and it looked to me like this is going to be okay. I'm all for a guy being able to finish his vision, so so congratulations, and he's be able to talk a studio into bankrolling his fan film, fantastic. Um, but to me, that's what this is. This is basically a fan film. Um, it's not like it's going to be canon or anything like that. It's yeah. just you getting—he's getting the opportunity to to, to finish his vision. Um, I it's didn't not. necessarily <laughs> like where he was going with his story in the first place through the first points of it. I liked Man of Steel, BVS. I still think it's an unmitigated piece of trash. Um, every cut of just it. As, every cut. Don't, well, I have don't to be add. fair. I haven't seen the extended cut. So I have. Fair, yeah, I haven't seen it's it. the same I, movie. I don't. No, it's a little bit better. I've heard it's a little bit better because it, it, but whatever. Eighty percent more um, plot. What's canon is what was re- was released, and that was trash. Um, and from what I could see, the Frankenstein that was Justice League, <laughs> the <laughs> was his vision always four hours. I don't think he understood the homework assignment. <laughs> I don't think he did. I really don't. I, I truly don't think he did. Uh, thank you, Rob Patey, for that that that, that needle drop. Perfectly timed. Well, it was two uh, movies, actually, right? Wasn't his original thing? He was. It was like a two part two oh, movie story. Oh, was it? Yeah, but that yeah, was that, that was, was my a, understanding. That was adjusted well before they even started filming. 
Hmm. Yeah. It was yeah. it was it, made that, one before, yeah, so But maybe like, he's going back like maybe he's like, "Ooh, I can do more of that than I want it now." I don't you know, I don't know. But, yeah. it's, it's all bullshit. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to watch it because I'm contractually obligated to watch these things. <laughs> um so I will be watching it and I will hope be hoping for the best, honestly. Um but when I heard that it was a mini series, I was like, "Uh, so he's got more time?" Oh, this it, it does not sound like it's going to be a good time at the old HBO Max. But uh, see, I was when I heard that it was a miniseries. That's what I was hoping for. Was miniseries partially just because, like, oh, cool, a miniseries that's like a cinematic quality of miniseries kind of thing. Maybe and, if you're getting yeah. them back together for reshoots, but they're well, not. Yeah, that's true. And will time will tell. Like, we'll see how much that affects it, and if we're like. Oh, I never would have known. Or oh, these four scenes were really bad because of that, or whatever. You know, who knows? Also, too, like it could Ooh, be, Carl. it could be as it could be as awkward and shitty as reading what should have been a complete graphic novel versus mm. being separated into weird issue stopping points. Like mm. I'm gonna Maybe. watch the first yeah. night, and it's just like mid scene or mid something. It's just like goes away, and I yeah. gotta wait another week. Fuck that. I'm sorry, they're not doing any reshoots? No. They, I don't they th- have said that they are not. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. But so he I, may I, have... I mean, they're getting $30 million. He may have the stuff that he needs and doing CGI. They oh, may end up doing okay. reshoots that we're that they don't plan on doing. So, yeah, who knows? Well, actually, apparently, they're not doing physical reshoots, period. Because that would require yeah. different paychecks, different insurance mm. policies, and we're in the mm. middle of a pandemic. So they're not doing exactly. physical reshoots, they're period. They're not doing reshoots. They may no. do some ADR, and they're using all raw footage from before because apparently, like, that 12 weeks of additional footage that mm. was shot for the Whedon cut is only only used, like, 25 to 30% of what he originally shot for Justice League. So And what's ADR? No. Uh, additional recording? Additional dialogue recording. Oh, okay. I got Audio. You. Yeah, dialogue recording. I, for one, am more excited than, like, you know, I wasn't a huge. <laughs> Bob Cope is, uh, is not a fan of Dark. Excuse me. Sorry, yeah. Bob. Sorry, Brian. D- Bob Cope said that Dark Side looks horrible in this, I think. He looks like Michael Chiklis, the thing from the <laughs> Jessica Alba uh, Fantastic Four movie. I disagree. I think that Michael Chiklis is the thing. Looked like a good. delicious bowl of um, diggums or, you know, Golden Crisp. Super Golden oh, Crisp. I, I thought it was like. like uh, orange pops like the yeah, cereal pops yeah. yeah he looked delicious <laughs> um i'm more excited for it like batman v superman i was like oh that wasn't what i was looking for and then for some reason and maybe partially it's, it's only recently because i never thought it would happen i was like you guys are barking up a tree that doesn't exist here that's not gonna come out so i didn't pay much attention and um recently with stuff that he's talking about like there's going to be a ton more flash in it. I'm into that. And the scene that we saw from it was cool. The thing with him saying like, oh yeah, I wanted Superman to go on this this journey that I know JD has been a sticking point for you with his depiction of Superman. He seems to maybe have thought this is where that would happen. Great. That kind of thing. And that one clip that we saw of Superman, I know it was like half a line of dialogue, which is itself a line of dialogue. He, he sounded like Superman and I thought that was cool. Um... You remember when he lands uh, and he see you must be Alfred, I think he says. Oh, okay. Um, I, I just got a I just got a feel from from how he was playing the character. 
I'm excited about the black suit because it's a comic-y thing. I'm, 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 in, I'm into it. I, yeah, oh. you know what? I, I didn't know Randy had joined the show. Go ahead. I, uh, <laughs> um, I, the, the, the Superman arc, this was always the idea, and he's going to be the Superman you know. Mm. I mean, okay, but mm. it took you 12 hours of filmed content to get to that point of the... Uh, Thank you. Like, fuck that. I'm just talking about this movie. Like, no, I, I was not excited addition, at all, and now I am. Yeah, you know. but if yeah. if the super arc of this character was supposed to be mm-hmm. Man of Steel, BVS, and then Justice mm-hmm. League, that's like... And they're all incredibly long movies. Like, <laughs> come on. you that That's literally... That should have... The core of who Superman is as a character should have been like Act One of Movie One, and then juxtaposed, and then yeah. juxtaposed it, against the darkness of the world, not but grimacing. It, for three but movies. if it's not, if it's not in in Man of Steel, which I was willing to buy that the change was going to come, you know, after the end when Superman creates, the, you know, the ultimate and kills yeah. Zod, mm-hmm. and now he's now he's. You know, that's when he makes his decision. I'm never going to be that guy again. That flip definitely should have come in BVS. See, I think from what he has said, it sounds like he was thinking of that flip happening when Superman dies and then comes back. Like in the Joss Whedon movie, that was like, we should bring Superman back. And then it's done. And then he's angry for a little bit. I think it sounds like that's going to be a much more like character changing moment for him. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that was like, what's happening? Every time I think about that stupid fucking scene, it makes me think of how much Zack Snyder does not understand who this character is. He would (laughs) never allow his father to get sucked up by a tornado. The the power of it was the fact that it was he died of something that even with my insurmountable powers, I cannot avoid a heart attack. Right, right. Like what? What what, what? what? Noel is alluding to, ladies and gentlemen, is that Robert Patey put on a comment that uh, he's the guy speaking about Zack Snyder, who lets uh, Superman's father get killed by rain and and has Superman basically standing there watching it happen. Oh yeah, yeah. and and Pa Kent just like no 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 stay there, puts his hand out yeah like some sort of yeah. mage and then that was a bigger problem for me magic like, yeah, against what what huge. is this that was yeah. like the first problem. Yeah. Or this—that was like the tenth problem, actually. Like their relationship from before was like maybe you should let them die. Like, right. Right. all right, we're at three hours ten minutes. We're not going to re—you know—go over Man of Steel and BBS. Right, 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 right. Yeah, we'll be here. We'll be here till Tuesday. Um, but that was DC fandom, ladies and gentlemen, and I think a lot of those those uh, trailers and news and articles and and panels are still up there for you to watch on YouTube. So go check them out for your own. Um, we hope that you liked our little run through some of the major highlights of the of the event. I think overall this could be a vision of comic conventiondom to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly in the for the near future. Uh, so just sit down and enjoy and and the way they product it look according to the internet everybody was locked in watching it so you know Mm. so if you didn't like everything at least they they got your eyes Mm. most of them anyway all right well that's gutter talk talk. (laughs) thank you because my throat is definitely dry on this one so Uh, i have a couple of things good lozenge Um, Later, uh, later this week, uh, you know, we've been doing the Thunder Rounds. Thunder Rounds. 
uh, on the spoiler alert section of the podcast. Uh, I have a couple coming up that I'm going to be doing because I already have uh, Batman the Three Jokers number one. Mm. Um, no, you can just come. You, Read it. You're a block just... away, bud. Um, <laughs> That's a true story. And then, no, uh, Len, nobody else cares about this, but me and probably uh, Randy definitely cares about this. But my first version of Superman in the comic books that I ever experienced was actually the John Byrne Man of Steel. Oh, um, wow. Back from that. the 80s. Look at this. That's aw- How dare you say I not care about that, sir? Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a nice, nice, nice hardcover. Awesome. And uh, my open copy is at home, but it's got the nice uh, dust jacket. And then my Ooh. favorite thing when they do a hardcover is they actually have full-color images on the hardcover itself. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is a great looking package. I'm really excited to dip back into this. I haven't read it since the 80s. Mm. So, um, but yeah, when you know, I went from Christopher Reeve and the Superman films and being like, oh, I wonder what he's like in the comics. This is mm. what did it. This is great. And I then, can't wait. I can't wait to see what you think of it, having reread it yes. as someone who's just going back and reread John Byrne's Fantastic Four run. Mm. So I'll be interested to Wait, see what you think of What are your thoughts John really Byrne. quickly did you like, about did you that? Like it? Yeah. Uh, the art was fantastic. Some of the story concepts were great. His writing was a little 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 stilted. It was better or worse yeah. better or worse than Claremont now in hindsight. Oof. <laughs> oh, he's better than Claremont. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> he's better than Claremont. Um, right. and then I'm going to do uh, I don't know, maybe maybe Nolan and I could team up. Because I, I just finally finished this uh, so Black good. Widow Complete Collection by Mark Wade and Chris Somney. And boy, oh boy, if talking about earlier, what is a good um, book to pick up for a certain character? Anybody who Black comes Widow. in like in Black Panther, this, mm. or Black Widow, this is it. Mm. Yep, yep, I have that book on my shelf. It's Great so book. incredibly good. Mm. So, anyway, uh, also you can tweet at me, at JD's Hero Complex. You can come down to my shop and join me here, 4327 Main Street. Uh, Noel, where can we find you? Uh, you can just find me on the social medias uh, at Mr. Bartocci, which is right there in the thing there, B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I, or um, on the Cult Pop channels and or hanging out at JD's shop. Yeah. Brian. Hey, when you gonna, let me know when you're going to hang out there, Noel. I got a little bit of free time on my hands now, so I mean, uh, maybe I'll come down and hang I'd out. I'd swing by myself. Also, Len, I have a copy of uh, the first Avengers trade from back in March that you paid for, so it's here for you. <laughs> then I will definitely be there to pick up my comic book. Right. Uh, I have some from you too, JD. Um, so, oh, also, uh, next week we're going to be doing our, our show book club, right? So, oh, that's right. Yeah, we're going to be reviewing volume one of a comic that Noel is getting right now. And that uh, comic is the en- Lucifer. The by entire Lucifer Gr- series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't so know if you, you guys have read, read that, it right? yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is just volume one. We'll get, but we'll, let's do all hundred issues. Let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so if anybody wants to catch that, we're actually doing volume one of the trade, which is significantly less. I think it's about twenty issues, something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sixteen, maybe. Mm, uh, a so, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I can be found at brianleibdesign dot com. Awesome. Yeah. No. Oh, I, I went. He just did his. I went, man. You oh, go. did he? Oh, I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> it's been three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can check me out on everything Black Tribbles, ladies and gentlemen, at Black Tribbles on all the social medias. Check out our podcast, every place that podcasts 
B, you can check out our live stream. We do our regular Thursday radio show every Thursday night at 9 p.m. The Black Tribbles, we go live. And we debuted a new podcast uh, last week. Every Monday at 9 p.m., we will be live streaming on YouTube and as well as on Facebook. The Safe Tribble Travel Guide to Lovecraft Country. As nice. we review mm. HBO's Lovecraft Country. So check that out every Yo, Monday at fantastic. 9 p.m. First episode was so good. Oh, I, well, I wish, was... I, if I can go back in time, I wish that I didn't watch the this season on Lovecraft Country. Because... Mm. Oh, see? I, that... I have no, I had no idea where the story was gonna go, and now I have like inklings, and I wish I didn't because it's just so yeah. wild. Yeah. See, and, and people laugh at me when they like trail. I watch one trailer for something, and then that's it. I don't watch coming what you know next week well, ons. I don't. Yeah. I don't want any inkling. It didn't even really intend to. It's just that you know uh, they've been pushing this show hard. So True. during True. the, I mean during the. DNC that I was watching, literally every commercial on CNN was a trailer for Lovecraft Country. <laughs> Lovecraft Country, that's true. It was like, that's okay. True. Well, yeah. synergy. Synergy <laughs> is the thing. Synergy! Uh, go ahead, sign us off, Len. Yeah, we got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Please email us any of your thoughts and concerns. You can email us at coltpopgo at gmail.com or blacktribbles at gmail.com. Support the Patreon of Cult Pop. You can go to Johnny Destructo's uh, Patreon uh, to support the show that goes to help Spoiler alert, as well as gutter talk. If you want to help the the Tribbles, you can go to blacktribbles.com. Go to Swag. We got a whole lot of fly pie and negro stuff right there for you. You can check out and buy and put on your put on your shoulders or buy. you make that? on your legs. That's like your you produce that shirt. Yeah. Uh, we the, our all our swag is brought to you by T Public. Check it out. Ah. Uh, go to blacktribbles.com and hit swag. You can check it all out, ladies and gentlemen. That helps us support our little show. And we've got a real big event that we will be doing in 2021. We're not ready to announce it yet, but we are putting some uh, some fine tuning the announcements. And when it drops, you will. It will drive you insane. It is already driving <laughs> us insane. We cannot wait to to drop this news. We plan to drop it within the next thirty days. So if you want to uh, be so insane, be sure to <laughs> hang out here. To, to stay tuned <laughs> to Black Troubles. All right, we got to get out of here for JD, for Noel, for Brian, as well as for Brandon. This is Len the Bat Trouble signing out. And as always, we say JD. As always. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky. And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles. Recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>